Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Everybody, handle here. It's time for that show again, uh, right until uh, eleven o'clock, hour number two. Uh, Tessa Barrera, what is that on your uh, hoodie, on your sweatshirt? What does that say? It says Vermont. Oh, is that where you went to school? No, this is what my aunt purchased me the last time I was in Vermont. Oh, yeah, she, they're from Boston, so she gave me the whole loan. Boston, Vermont, didn't go to school. Okay, it right, and all, all connects, Tessa. Right, just. It's your show. Yeah, no, it all connects. We only have an hour. I understand that. Actually, (laughs) we have several hours. Uh, All right. Phone number 800-520-1KFI, 800-520-1534. Oh, all right. This is Handle on the Law. Chap lips. God, I hate it. Drives me crazy. Not that you care, but I just thought I'd mention that. All right. Uh, here's a story out of uh, New Jersey. Uh, no, actually, Pittsburgh. Uh, and uh, a Pittsburgh woman is facing uh, several charges. Uh, uh, she, uh, it was, this was last month. Uh, the victim of uh, this crime was expecting to meet uh, with a man who was expected to provide money for their children. So um, the victim, we don't have the victim's name, uh, said that when she approached uh, the Union Plaza building, uh, a woman approached her and out of the blue began throwing cans of SpaghettiOs at her vehicle. Now, SpaghettiOs is kind of an interesting weapon, don't you think? Uh, So she tried to get out of her car and then uh, the suspect tried stabbing the victim with a kitchen knife, victim cutting the finger, managed to get away, uh, taking her attacker's purse with her. Inside the purse, of course, was identity, and the suspect is Eileen Gettleman, 59 years old. And uh, they also showed, uh, the police said they have a surveillance video, which appeared to show other people involved, including a man who was also throwing SpaghettiOs. Now, why SpaghettiOs? SpaghettiOs has a very interesting history. I don't know if you know that. Uh, Chef Boyardee, SpaghettiOs. Did you know that Chef Boyardee actually was a very famous, uh, well-regarded Italian chef known all over? He was a very high-end chef. Had no clue. Yep. And uh, then I think it was World War II uh, where SpaghettiOs was created. And uh, I like SpaghettiOs. They're very easy to eat. Eat with a spoon. Uh, You don't have to take the pasta, wrap it around uh, your uh, spoon with a fork. I mean, it's just, uh, it works. Also, that disgusting tomato sauce on SpaghettiOs uh, happens probably to be the worst spaghetti sauce on the planet. Put those with little rounds, uh, spaghettis, and what do you have? 
You have disgusting SpaghettiOs, and I can understand why they were used, why cans of those were used as a weapon. Uh, There's no question about that. All right. uh, Let us go and take a phone call or two, uh, starting with uh, Sydney. Hello, Sydney. Hello. Yes, ma'am. In August, someone took my gun out of my house and gave it to somebody else. I thought that was a felony, and I have not been able to press charges. And why? Well, the um, San Bernardino police decided that somebody had taken the gun away for my own good. Okay, so they uh, they decided, not, oh, because you're crazy? Oh, well, let's go in that direction. I wasn't expecting that. Did they decide that you were unfit to have a gun? I've had the gun since 1984. You're not that answering. You're business. not. You're not answering my question, my dear. Did uh, is the allegation that the police are saying that the person who took the gun was for your own good, based on the fact that they think you're nuts? I think they thought that. Yeah. Okay, excellent. So there's the reason. So therefore, uh, the police are saying uh, that the intent was not a criminal intent. It's still theft, by the way. I mean, don't uh, misunderstand. Uh, it's still theft. So, what is your question? How is it I am not able to press felony charges on these people? Okay, look under, there's a very interesting, very interesting legal issue or a legal doctrine here. The police don't give a rat's ass. Exactly. Yes, exactly. So what's your question? I take it there's nothing I can do about it. That is a very good, uh, yes, good question, and you are right. There, if the police do not want to go forward with an arrest and investigation and the DA or the city attorney does not want to go forward with a prosecution, there ain't nothing that you can do about it, Sydney. It's their call. Yeah, I'm yeah, no. finding that out. Yeah, well, congratulations. Welcome to uh, the world. Uh, fair enough. Hi, Beverly. Hello, Beverly. You're up. Welcome. Uh, thank you. Yes, uh, ma'am. I have a question about a grandfathered in-law. A grandfathered in-law. You're talking about a grandfather-in-law? Well, the law that say you that says after a certain time you're grandfathered in. Okay. Um, I have a commercial building, and for 50 years, uh, the uh, electric system. Uh, is on a flat-top roof in an enclosed room for all the electrical system. And vandals came in and tore out all my equipment, plus Edison's equipment. We were able to get some service back um, to uh, operate security, et cetera. And then Edison Company uh, came and said it's not going through their meter and they're refusing to put their equipment back in that was torn out and want to turn off what I have and want me to move the whole electrical system onto the lower level. Okay. And uh, I'm wondering, after 50 years of operation in that same spot, if I'm grandfathered in. That actually is a good question. Uh, So let's first go to the practical issue before we start going into the legal issue. Uh, Even if you are grandfathered in and your electricity does not connect to the Edison equipment, what do you do with that? 
I'm paying them each month. They're billing me for a certain amount of electricity. Ah, that's a different issue. So they're paying you for electricity you're not using because you can't connect, correct? Say again? Okay. They're billing you for electricity that you're not using because you can't connect. Is that correct? Yeah. I'm all, I've been able to collect, uh, connect a portion of it. Okay. So, you're, you're, so you're, you're still paying the entire amount. Now, I find that interesting because usually it's off of a meter. Uh, so if you use less electricity, how do they charge you the same amount? For example, let's say uh, I'm paying $500 a month. Uh, because I've used $500 a month worth of electricity. And then the next month, uh, because of equipment failure or whatever, I end up using $200 a month. The the uh, the electric company is not going to charge me the same $500 a month. Is it upon use, or what am I missing here? Well, you're missing that I, I'm paying them. Uh, they they bill me a certain amount, but they're refusing to do that anymore. They're, oh, wait, they're refusing to bill you? They're refusing to let me have any electricity. They're oh. going to shut off my electricity. But you're that still. I have. But you, you said you're still paying the full amount for the electricity that you're not using. Do I have that right? Well, no, I'm not paying the full amount. They said I should be paying about twenty five dollars okay. a month for what I'm using. Okay, so but I pay them seventy dollars. All right, a month so they're saying, what is your normal bill? Uh, well, the, the business has been closed, so uh, the normal bill probably ran around. Uh, hundred dollars a month. Okay, so you're paying far less than that. All right, so uh, there, there's nothing on that one. The use of electricity, the amount, because they're only going to bill you for what you use. You admit, you made no sense at the beginning. All right, so let's go to number two, if you make any sense, and that is uh, how can you be grandfathered in? You have to bring your electricity to the point where it connects with Edison. What is it? A no, question of just money? No. No, Edison changed. There a law changed a few years ago that all buildings have to have their uh, power system on the ground floor. Okay, so what they're and saying I'm is, on the second. I get it. All right. So what they're saying is we can't do it because our system doesn't work, or is it simply the law? You're you're making no sense to me. Is it was it would the system work fine uh, if it stays on the second floor? Yes, but they're going to shut it off. They won't. All right. I, they won't give me any electricity. Uh, I'm sorry. I, I just wanted a question about grandfather. I don't think so. Say I, again. I don't think so. I oh, okay. don't think you're grandfathered you, in. Okay, to a system that no longer works, uh, and you have to bring it up. But then there's insurance. You know, thieves come in, and I'm assuming the building is insured, and then the insurance has to pay. For the upgrade, because it's not a question of just replacement. The replacement doesn't work anymore. Did it make any sense to you what she was saying at all? Just wondering. And in the end, she just had a question. You're right. She should have just said, hey, here's my question. Am I grandfathered in? Nope, is what I should have done. I just was interested in the story, which turned out to be not so interesting. Go figure. All right. Uh, You shop a whole bunch more online. My wife shops like crazy online. Uh, booking travel. We just booked a trip online. Uh, she, of course, buys gifts on the website, uh, doing more and more. And even on the devices, you know, you can do it from a phone these days, which exposes much more of your personal information. And if that information ends up in the ha- hands of cyber criminal criminals, you're going to have a much bigger problem than the store running out of that gift. And uh, since 
we do more of these, uh, the holidays, a season of uh, cyber criminals going crazy. This is Christmas for cyber criminals. So uh, LifeLock Identity Theft Protection now has matched its identity theft power, protection power, with Norton Security. So LifeLock with Norton protects against threats to your identity and the devices that you have against malware. And if you have a problem with either one, they have agents who will work to fix the problem. Now, no one can prevent all identity theft or cybercrime or med, uh, monitor every transaction, every business. But LifeLock with Norton Security, uh, that is serious protection. Go to LifeLock.com. Use the promo code HANDLE for an additional 10% off your first year plus a $25 Amazon gift card. That's LifeLock.com. Promo code HANDLE. Terms apply. LifeLock.com. Promo code HANDLE. This is Handle on the Law. KFI Handle here on a Saturday morning right up until 11 o'clock. Welcome back to Handle on the Law, marginal legal advice, where I tell you you have absolutely no case. Uh, Now, interestingly enough, uh, I was talking to a group of lawyers uh, the other day who actually enjoy the show, and uh, they say, I'm totally misrepresenting Uh, The show, as I uh, describe it, as marginal legal advice because they cringe uh, when uh, they're listening to the show. Uh, They said I should call it useless and wrong legal advice. Well, we may, you know, marginal still works. That's enough of a disclaimer, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I've been doing it for a lot of years. So uh, uh, for your lawyers that are uh, arguing with me, uh, how about this? Bite me. Okay, Uh, let's move on. Uh, More yet more oh this is hilarious uh more calls uh hello carol you're up welcome uh yes ma'am i bought two mattresses online and i'm wondering can i get my money back um at least some of it in full because they were new i paid enough for them and uh the company is in brighton michigan Mm. That's the problem. And you're in Southern California, right? Correct. And there's supposed to be a 10-year warranty mm. on, this be- on these beds. Why do you want to return them? Well, I want my money back. I know. Why? I mean, why? Uh, if I'm the uh, the company, I'm going to say, because it's a 10-year warranty, it's a 10-year warranty against defects. So give me a reason why I should return yeah. your mattresses, Carol. I, I had them less. I've had it less than a year. Yeah. I invited some people to come and stay with me. <clears throat> one is very tall. Not very tall, but she's tall. And the other one is about five feet eight. And they are not fat, but they are, you know, big boned. And they By the way, the- big boned is uh, my definition of fat, but that's okay. All right, so what happened? They're sleeping on the beds, right? And it sagged. It sagged. How much, it- did it, how much did it sag? Can you tell it sagged? Yes, I had a man come and test the bed, and it was an inch sag. And I'm a small, petite person. And Okay, I, so what happened? So you now have a saggy bed, and you want your money back. What did you do with the company? Did You, you contacted them? Yes, and, and they've done nothing. Okay, and how long has it been since you contacted them to this point when they've done nothing? When was How long ago did you first contact them? I, I contacted them uh, right after my visitors left. Okay. Uh, how long was it from the time you con? When did your visitors leave? How many weeks? How many months ago? 
Oh no, that that's it's like a year. Or more. Oh, a year, and they haven't done anything. No. Yeah, you got a problem because what you're going to unfortunately you have to sue them, but they're in Massachusetts and you're in Southern California, and mm-hmm. suing them is uh, that's the drag, and so that's one of the downsides of the internet is you have to go to court under these circumstances, and if you're not dealing with a an ethical company that has a tremendous reputation, you have to be really careful when buying on the internet. And what? that's why I'm a big fan of buying locally whenever you can or buying through Amazon uh, or uh, buying through uh, one of uh, if you're going directly to the manufacturer or the seller, you, they better have a good reputation. And how much did you spend on your um, mattress? Twelve hundred on each one. Ooh, so that's a pretty uh, good size mattress. And did you do any research on the company? Well, I really couldn't find anything. I, I'm sorry to say that I. Foolishly bought it. Okay, all right. I know, and, and, you, and you did because well, what? Good name. Yeah. Well, if uh, yeah, yeah. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Fortunately, your only recourse here is to sue and do Yelp reviews and keep on bugging them. Do they just ignore you? Yes. Okay. And you put in, uh, and you put emails and did you yes. buy? And you buy directly through their website? Yes, I did. Ooh, yeah. All you can do is sue them, Carol. And how, get, if I sue, how can I sue them? Does that mean I have to go all the way to Brighton, Michigan? No, you can sue them in small claims court here. But then uh, the issue is, can you serve them? If you can serve them, uh, if the court allows you to serve them, then you hire a process server in Brighton. Uh, and you're going to go to court, and you probably, it, it, assuming you can do it, you'll get a judgment because they're not going to come out. They're not going to fly out and defend it. And uh, so now you'll be sitting on a $2,400 judgment uh, with uh, trying to collect it against a company in Massachusetts. And to do that, you're going to, it's it's not easy. It's really difficult. Well, then, and then they're going to say, I need to find out where their money is, right? Uh, yeah, then you have to collect it from them. Yeah, no, it's 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 very difficult. It's uh, no no fun once you get caught up in that scenario. Scenario, it's uh, really no fun at all. And my wife buys like crazy. I mean, every day. I mean, the FedEx people know every one of our kids, know our house, first name, know everybody that we deal with uh, because they deliver all the time. And uh, she buys through Amazon, very rarely through. A, um, a direct uh, website, and and when she does that, it does a lot of research on it. That's all you can do. This is handle on the law. Look, I don't mean to frustrate, but I always make the same mistakes. Yeah, always make the same mistakes, cause I'm bad in love. Ooh, ooh, but you can't blame me for trying. You know hey, bye. Lying, handle here on a uh, Saturday morning. 800-520-1534. This is Handle on the Law, Marginal Legal Advice. Hello, Curtis. Yes. Yes, sir. Yes, I, I own a house up in Fraser Park in, in, in 
I own outright, and I have an ex-girlfriend that actually got a restraining order on me on my house. And in court, she said that she owned she owned the home, but she didn't own the home. It came back now that I own the home, but I can't. I don't know how to get her out of the home. Well, I'm living in my car since then. I have an operation. Oh, that's crazy. First of all, it's your house. What do you mean you don't know how to get out of the home? You call. I don't know how to get her. You don't know how to get her out. Why don't you just? Why don't you just move back in? For starters, well, the, the, the police officers arrested me when I went back there. It was, okay, she wasn't there. All right, they arrested me. Okay, and so I was restraining order got it. Me. All right, so did you? When was this restraining order uh, issued? How long like, ago? Like, like was it four months ago? Four months ago, and you haven't gone back into court to unravel it. No, I've been trying and trying and trying to figure f- this out how to get her out of it. You fight? No, out. no, you don't get her out. First of all, you have to prove that you own the house. I, I do. I proved it. it, it you it, proved it. it. You went it. to court and proved no. it. No, I went, went to went to the county recorder's office and it came back in my name. I, I get it, but how does anybody know that? So what you have to do is you have to go mm-hmm. to court and mm-hmm. undo, quash the restraining order. Okay. Because she committed fraud on the court. What I find interesting is she obviously didn't come up with any documentation. She went into the court and simply said, I own the house. And without yes. any proof, they issued a restraining order. Yes. Wow. Okay. Well, certainly you have to file right now for a, a temporary emergency restraining order. Prove that you own the house. And uh, at that point, dissolve the uh, – uh, obviously dissolve the restraining order, which the court will do in about two seconds. Then you file for eviction. And as okay. soon as the restraining order is dissolved and you have that yeah. in your pay, in your uh, in your hands, then yeah. when the police come by and you show that there is no restraining order, they leave it alone. Okay. They leave it alone. And mm-hmm. then you move to a victor. I don't know why. Just move back in. I, I, tr- I tried to go back in. I get in that. And, but then after that happens, do you move back in? Okay? Okay. Yeah, okay. You're, yeah you're a genius. You handled this so thank well. You. All right. Thank, thank you very much. Brilliant. Uh, right. I own it. Uh, yeah? Did you tell anybody? Well, the county recorder says I own it. Here's my name. Well, how do the police know that? They're sitting on a restraining order that you're violating four months ago and can't get back into his house. Wow, uh, that's special. All right, Shannon, uh, also very close. Uh, another house issue. Yes, what can I do for you? Hi, Bill. Yes, ma'am. Um, I have a question about, so I got married in March of this year, and it looks like uh, we're headed for divorce. Wow, good long, good long marriage. Good for yeah, you. Right, exactly. Um, so we've been physically separated since uh, June. And he's in the military, so he moved to North Carolina, and he bought a house without telling me that he was going to buy a house. I didn't find out until after he closed on it. So I'm just wondering. We're not legally separated. Um, no no paperwork has been filed, but he didn't have me sign a quit claim. Um, well, wait a second. Why would he sign a quit claim if he's buying a house in his name? No, no. He didn't have me sign one. No, I, so I'm just wondering. Wait if a sec. I, legal... I understand, but he, the, the house is not in your name, correct? He bought it in his own name? Correct. All right. There's yes. no there's no ownership you have to sign a quit claim. But since he purchased it while we were legally married, that, doesn't matter. I can pur- I can purchase okay. a home all day long while I'm legally married, as long as I do it with separate money. Now, if it turns out that he did it with community assets, if he took money that both of you had to put a down payment on the house, then you have an argument. But then it's a question of going to court and arguing for half the value of the house and then forcing the sale. Now, do you, Does it matter? Do you, do, you, do you know where he got the down payment? Um, yeah, I believe it was through a loan, his uh, VA loan. Uh, in his name? 
in his name. Correct? Yeah, and uh, did he put down uh, the ability to pay for the uh, property based on both of your income or simply on his? you have any idea? I think just on his. Yeah, you got no place to go. He's allowed to buy a house. Okay, now he has not been paying me any money. That's a different story. Or, or, or covering any of my bills or rent since we've been physically Okay, is there, is there a court order for him to pay support? Not as of yet. Then there's nothing you can do except go to court and ask for support, temporary support. Okay. You have to, okay. there's no way around it. You just can't just arbitrarily say, hey, uh, you bought a house and you did it without my quit claim. Well, why don't you buy a house and then ask me to quit claim it uh, because I don't own any of it either. That makes sense? Yes. Yes. Uh, okay, Mary. We'll go to Mary. Hi, Mary. Hi. Yes, ma'am. Um, okay, I, I've talked to you before about the, I don't know, about the $420,000. Oh, yeah, crazy Mary. Yes. Yes, thank you. Yes. I, yeah. Anyway, I owe $420,000 if I lose on the, you know, soon in this court case where the, the receivers stole my property from me because I couldn't afford to pay the plumbers. Now, it's, I couldn't even sell it for 300000 bucks. okay? This was like a, a year ago. Well, if the receiver, wait a second, Mary, if the receiver took your property, there's nothing for you to sell. What, no, he didn't take it yet. There's still, it's, it's pending. But if he takes it, can I sue him before he takes it, like maybe for $2,300,000 so I can yeah. get back something? Yeah. Wait, wait a second. And, and the house, wait, 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 wait. Mary, Mary, hang on a minute. Did you just hear what you said? Uh, it's worth $400,000, and if I lose it, could I sue him for $2.3 million to get yes, back to get back something? So my get, happiness is at stake. Yes, it is. My, happiness, it, no, it, no, no. Happiness is a, is a genuine legal uh, premise. There's no question. Thank you. People sue for happiness all the time. Thank uh, you. And yeah. elder abuse is another issue. That is. And the Constitution. Yes, the Constitution, elder abuse, and you're arguing taking away your property is elder abuse by the receiver, correct? And his worker people, which is a county in the state of California. Yeah, okay. He's working for them. Oh, your ma- tax dollars at work. Yeah, Mary, Mary, God, look at all the cases you have. Now, I assume I want to sue. I know, have sue, you gone? Sue, sue, I understand, I understand, I understand. Mary, have you gone to uh, an attorney yet? Yes. And what does the attorney say? Hey, if they get a third of something, they're going to go for it. I'm sorry, if they or get what? Half. They'll get a third or a half of whatever I... All right, but they, have you... Exactly. Have you ever... Have you signed with an attorney? Is an attorney agreed no. to represent you? Not yet. Well, Why not? Yes. Why not? Because because we're sort of pending into this other issue, but I will get one, okay. I think. Okay, so yeah. what's, what's your question? Good idea. Yeah, great idea. idea. Great. Uh, Mary. Oh, goody. Yeah. I'll give you some of my money when I get rich. Fantastic. I love it. Thanks, Mary. <laughs> okay. Good for you. Uh, I think you have to do that. It, Mary's once a week, isn't she? I think she, uh, Crazy Mary, comes down once a week, which is always very, very strong. Oh, yes. Sheila. Hi, Sheila. Welcome to Handle Hello, on the Law. Mr. Yes, ma'am. Hello, Mr. Bill. Yes. Yeah, I am a Big fan. I have listened to you, you know, I can tell, you know, probably a, a little over 10 years. Okay. I have a question. This yes, ma'am. My, my first car accident. Actually, a motorcyclist hit me, and you know how they drive, and unfortunately, police report is against me. I have a basic liability. He is injured. 
he was in a hospital. Uh, and my question to you is, well, I'm, I'm quite sure he's not going to accept the, my limited liability. Oh, sure he will. Sure he will. Uh, Sheila, how, uh, do you have a good job? Do you have a lot of money? I don't have a lot of money, but I have a house, and I am retired. Yeah, so I uh, Sheila, I think, they're gonna, I think they're going to take... Uh, the $15,000. I do believe that's normally 99% of the case. Because if not, then they, you have to go to court and you say no, and then they have to go to trial. And uh-huh. what they do is they have to turn down the $15,000 from the insurance company and then take you to court. And uh, there aren't many lawyers that are willing to do that, especially someone who has very limited assets. So I think you're going to be okay. All right, you're going to lose your insurance. I mean, they're going to be a little upset because they're going to write a $15,000 check. But uh, you get another policy. You'll just pay more. Matter of fact, you may even keep your insurance. You'll just pay more. Yes, actually, they already, oh. in the middle of the contract, they have raised my insurance. Wait a minute. Whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa, whoa. In the middle of your contract, they raise your insurance, yeah. or they tell you at the end of the contract you're going to raise your insurance? No, actually, they can't do that. They, they can't do yeah. it in the middle. They can't do it in the middle, Sheila. you got a contract that says you're going to pay X number of dollars. So yeah. they, they can't do that. So something yeah. is something's wrong there. You have the wrong insurance company. You have to say no, 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 no. They're 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 handling it badly. Uh, bottom line is uh, your issue is raising the insurance. They'll pay it. The lawyer's not going to go after you. I don't think uh, because no lawyer I know would go after uh, you under these circumstances and turn down fifteen thousand dollars. All right. So that's it. That's the news. It's fit to print. This is handle on the law. Here, 800-520-1-KFI, 520-1534. I'm just trying to think of, uh, well, first of all, this is Handle on the Law, Marginal Legal Advice. Uh, welcome back. All right, Mark. Hi, Mark. Hello? Yes, sir. What can I do for you? Hey, how you doing, Bill? Um, I, I'll just get right to the point. I inherited some property in a trust fund years ago, I don't know, 15, 20 years ago, and I pretty much squandered all of it, except for the house my mother's in that she's into this this day. She's mentally challenged. That was a deal with my grandpa. Anyway, long story short, hello? Yes, I'm here. Okay, yeah, a couple years ago, um, I got behind on the taxes, and my brother, who inherited nothing in this deal, um, he's an attorney, blah, 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 Yale Law, he comes back to L.A. and says, uh, you're behind on the taxes. You can't let mom lose the house. I got a deal for you. I'll take over the rest of the taxes indefinitely. What do I get? So I, I ended up doing a deal with him where I gave him half the house or future interest in the house. When our mother passes, we'll sell the house and he gets half. Okay, fine. A couple years ago. Hello? Couple yes, years ago, I'm he, here. He, yeah, a couple years ago, he inherits uh, some property from his grandmother. We have different fathers, so different set of grandparents. So I said, hey, why don't you just buy the other half of the house? Because I was kind of in a bad way financially. And he says, no, nope, don't want to do that. Then he comes to me a year later at the beginning of this year and says, yeah, let's do that. So we made a deal that he, he drafted the whole, you know, he wrote up the contract, whatever the, the agreement, and he gave me twenty grand down in April. And when my mother passes, now it's some kind of weird ass weird thing, which is a 60-40 split, I get 40%. After the sale, minus all kinds of repairs and stuff he's been doing. He must put a new roof on it, new this and that. You know, which I started doing the math, and it looks like I'm going to be down, after my 40%, I'm going to be down like 40, 50 grand. 
right? So, and the house was valued, uh, appraised back in April at 450 grand. Okay, right? you, have, you have a question in there. Yeah, my, the question is, um, because I was strung out on heroin at the time I did the deal and I was homeless and knocking back about a gallon of vodka a day, I've had a couple of people tell me, you know, he pretty much burned you. Can, can I get him and like for coercion and duress? Uh, yeah, no, you can't get him for coercion or duress. A gallon a day of vodka and you're still alive to talk about it? Plus the and, heroin? And, and, oh, and, and meth. And meth. And and me- oh, let's and not meth. forget meth either. Good for you. Oh, oh. <laughs> and I got back into college just last summer, and I'm about seven classes into it at East LA College, and I'm 4.0. So, uh, really? Know, I haven't lost my brain. Yeah, and I'm 51, so I haven't lost my brain completely, sir. No, good for you. <laughs> I mean, that's a, that's a, that's a comeback. Uh, now you're well, probably— we, we come from good stock, like I said. My yeah, no, no I get it. Yale, yeah, so. you went to Yale, <laughs> and uh, you're probably down, what, to half a gallon of vodka a day, which is a big, big, uh, you know— that, you know that's... Actually, actually, I'm completely sure. Oh, okay. Okay, got it. That helps. <laughs> okay, okay. You're not going to get him for du- uh, duress or coercion. Uh, what you are going to be able, all right. Well, no, no. What you're able going to be able to do is you can undo the agreement. Right. Well, that, that's what I meant. That okay, yeah, yes, like, that you can do. But yeah. you're going to need a lawyer because it's going to be a motion, and it right, should right. be based on what you're telling me. That should be pretty easy to prove. And then, how much are you? Uh, how, how upset are you uh, with your brother? How upset was I? Yeah. Oh, how I upset are you now? How upset are you now? Without going into all kinds of background and detail, I'm I'm uh, furious. Uh, okay, got uh, it. Uh, are yeah, you furious? Are you are you furious enough to have him uh, in trouble with the state bar? Uh, yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to screw his livelihood. Okay, then that's a no. All right, then that's a no. Okay, I get it. That's what I was going to ask. If it was just him, if he was single, yeah. All right. I I understand. (laughs) I understand. Uh, Here's a a couple of things. Uh, You're going to have to go to court for this. I'm going to tell you, let your lawyer talk uh, because you talk way too. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Much. And uh, it's it should be fairly easy to undo this, based on what you said. Any kind of proof, strung out, uh, I mean, just all of it, yes. And he's a lawyer, and he didn't tell you to get a lawyer to represent, at least go through the paperwork. So there's all kinds. No, in, no, in fact, when, when we did all this, it was at lunch over a couple of meetings at lunch uh, three or four weeks in a row. And he kept coming back with new contracts. All right. Wrote, yeah, that's all proof. That all helps you. And, and that all helps you. Yeah, I got it. Thank you. All right. Got the story. Okay. We can go on and on and on. Thank God he's not going to f- speak in front of the court. Because you know what would happen? The judge would go crazy and say, shut up. I got it. I got it. I understand. This is Handle on the Law. KFI Handle here. It is a uh, Saturday morning. Our phone number, 800-520-1KFI, 520-1534, right up until 11 o'clock this morning. This is Handle on the Law, marginal legal advice, where I tell you you have absolutely no case, or at least I want to tell you you have absolutely no case. Occasionally you have a case, 
And as happy as you are, that's how unhappy I am. Okay, uh, this is a story out of uh, South Wales. This is uh, England, Great, uh, Great Britain, United Kingdom. And uh, there is uh, or was a guy still around, I'm assuming, Christopher Foley, 51 years old. And uh, he was, well, let's say he was drunk and stoned. And uh, he got into it with the police. He, ca- uh, he climbed on top of a derelict building. Someone called the police. And uh, police show up, and he starts uh, taunting them, and even to the point of mooning them, and then started throwing bricks and at the officers, stones and bricks from the top of this building that was derelict. So there was a lot of debris hanging around. And he was not armed. And here's what the court got very upset about. Though at one point, by the way, he shouts to the police, F off. If any of you sees come up here, uh, it's a big word, by the way, in England. I'll smash a brick over your head so hard you'll be looking, licking your own um, A, you know, right? So here's the problem. The judge went berserk because more than 100 officers, armed police, a $4,000 drone was used in the operation to surround him after he went to the top of the building. And so the court said about $22,000 worth and 900 hours of police time were wasted trying to apprehend him. Uh, it's, they could have just waited. Instead, they bring 100 cops out there. Uh, he mimed a sex act. And there were uh, bystanders watching all this, jeering, uh, cheers on his side, screaming, go, yes, go for it. And uh, he was eventually arrested when he went back into his home when he uh, get, got out of uh, the building. So a 45-hour period, 110 officers were involved. And he said he'd been drinking beer and taking 56 sleeping tablets and a box of Nurofen. I don't even know what that is. That's the English version of whatever it is. And so, you know, that's a lot of people for one guy who isn't armed. And uh, here, I guess there's a takeaway. If someone starts throwing rocks at you, back up. I can see why the the, uh, the court was so pissed off. Also, I want to see which uh, police captain or superior made the call. Because my guess is there are some people that would be pretty upset about it in government. I would be. All right. Uh, let's go ahead and uh, take uh, a phone call or two. All right, John, you're up. Welcome to Handle on the Law. Hi, John. Hey, hey, Bill. Good morning. I had a question about a, a pretty, pretty easygoing divorce process. Well, just I needed some advice on this divorce process. Um, married for eight years. We have a toddler. Um, I'm stationed in the military. She works out there in San Bernardino, and I was really wondering what's like the easiest way. Well, the we'll easiest way. Well, first way. of all, do you, the two of you agree on everything. Uh, yes, she doesn't want alimony. We agreed that um, she would take the car that I purchased for her back uh, two years ago. Uh, no bad blood. Nobody wants to hang each okay. other. Okay, and uh, as far as the toddler is concerned, uh, child support. Uh, she. We want to do fifty-fifty, but we're really not familiar with the whole child support system. Well, you know, you can do fifty-fifty. I mean, as long um, as she agrees, uh, she can always go back into court and ask for more. And you can always go back into court and ask for less. Okay. Um, what I was wondering is, so I'm in the military, and so with the whole 50-50 thing, she would obviously, or the, our, our child would have to be with her the majority of the time. Right. So I'm wondering 
You just agree. Um, it's whatever you agree to. If you agree to pay more child support or pay whatever amount that uh, everybody's happy with, you put that into the divorce decree, the paperwork, and just uh, you have to submit it to a judge. Okay. And, and a, ju- a judge may question the child support issue, but certainly nothing else. But then it's a question of, yeah, this is what we agreed to. We're fine. And until things change, I mean, it could be that uh, it's going to cost uh, a lot more money uh, to support the child uh, later on in life. You could get a better job, for example, uh, where, right. you, where you're going to earn a lot more money. What do you do in the military? Uh, I do reconnaissance. Oh, wow. Reconnaissance. I, uh, I, I was just uh, on your stream with uh, when your daughter, she did her stream. And, oh, yeah. Uh, I did a shout out. Yeah, that was me. I never thought I'd been listening to you for 22 years. I never thought I'd call you for divorce advice. So. Well, there you go. But anyway, it's going to be very easy. What ends up happening whenever when, when parties agree to a divorce, all the terms, there is nothing that's uh, insurmountable. When parties don't agree, there's nothing surmountable. As long okay. as you as long as you stay amicable and you two agree and you don't use the kid as a pawn, you don't know for custody issues, uh, you'll be absolutely fine. No question at all. Uh, Rafaela. Hello, Rafaela. Good morning. Yes, ma'am. Um, my 18-year-old son made a $1,000 deposit on a fraternity house room. Um, he did not sign anything at the time. Um, his brothers were getting notifications of leases. He had gotten an email that said, we have some questions, but my dad had had cancer at the time, and we were waiting for a update on that to decide if he was going to go back to school or not. Um, the week before he decided not to go, um, I asked the, I called the, the people who were in charge of the house, and I said, it's a retail, a realtor company, and I said, my son's not coming back. I'd like my money back. They said no. Um, it was a hold deposit. I said, where does it say it's a hold deposit? They said, we used all this money for advertisement. It's too late. So I don't understand. Uh, and there was no paperwork, nothing. They, he, just, no paperwork. he just sent them a, he just sent them $1,000. He took them $1,000. They gave them a receipt. Of course, he's 18 and lost it. So I don't know what that receipt said. Um, okay. So, and, they, and, and this was for a rental, correct? Well, it, yes, it was for a room. Okay. For All right. $1, yeah, there's a, he's got a problem because he uh, has uh, absolutely no receipt, no evidence of any relationship other than he gave him $1,000. Right. And uh, so I, I would certainly go to court on that one. Take him to small claims court. And tell the judge, now they're going to come back and say, we spent all the money for, and then they're going to go through a litany of what the money was spent for. Uh, It was uh, spent to advertise. uh, And it's just one room in in how big a property? I think 20-plus rooms. Oh, yeah, they're going to have – I think they're going to have a hard time uh, unless they can prove that uh, the room was kept for him and then it took them a while uh, and they did advertise – but I'd t- still take him to court for $1,000. I would. Okay. Because the proof is, okay. uh, here's your $1,000. Why would I get? Why would I give it to you if it wasn't a uh, deposit? Uh, Joe, you're up. Welcome to Handle on the Law. Hi, Joe. Hi. hi. Let me take it off speaker. Yeah, Sorry that would be that. good. I didn't think it was going to be so quick. Anyways, quick. Uh, I got a roommate. She got eight months for... Uh, jail. She's going to do four. Okay. Wait. 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 I always. I love these stories. Wait. 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 What is she? What did she get eight months for? What did she do? Uh, DUIs. Oh wow. A lot of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. How many? Uh, I 
I think four over her lifetime. Wow, and so she's, but, she's looking at a felony, right? She got convicted of well, a felony. No, 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 because a couple of them are kind of off the record. And oh, okay, so uh, she's not. So, I'm just curious. So she's not. She doesn't have a felony uh, record. No, she's very lucky. Yeah, she's very, very lucky. Okay. Yeah. So she's going to do four months of that, but her idea is okay. Since I'm in jail, I'm not paying rent, and I'm thinking, well, you got to pay rent. So she's also trying to get house arrest, but she's been gone for a whole month. Do I have the legal right, and she didn't take anything out of her room, do I have the legal right to take the stuff out of her room and put it in storage? Yeah, you probably do. Yeah, certainly putting Without, it in storage uh, works out. But she hasn't abandoned the property yet. How, how not? She's uh, because, in jail. And, uh, she's in jail, but there is a, a, a it's not a question of abandonment. She's saying, I'm simply in jail. I'm going to come back. Abandoning uh, a property, there's all kinds of criteria. And one of them is it appears she's not going to come back. Well, there's no proof she's not going to come back. And her argument is, I couldn't pay the rent because I am not working, because I am in jail. So my intent is not to flake out on this. Uh, My intent is to come back and then pay the back rent. Now, uh, what are you going to do with this is your house? No, it's I, I sublease it myself. You sublease so, no, it's so not effect- my house. It's not my house. Okay, effectively, it's yours. You have you have the master okay. you have the master lease, and then she pays you uh, a uh, a portion of the lease, right? Right. Two yeah, bedroom. and that's uh, pursuant to a written agreement. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think you're going to have our time. Uh, you could probably take the stuff out of the room, but what are you going to do with it since it's still her room? Right, you take it to storage, and I have to pay the storage. I understand, but what are you going to do when with the stuff when she comes back and says, "I now I I, I want to come back, and I'm moving back in because I never abandoned it." Where's my stuff? In in storage, and plus I rented the room now. Oh, so. that you can't do. Now she can That's sue. Now she can sue you. Got it. Yeah. Now you're looking. Uh, yeah, you. That was stupid. I mean, that was genuinely dumb. I don't know why you didn't call me before. Uh, oh, yeah, and he's laughing. Uh, man, I'd sue his ass off for wrongful eviction. This is Handle on the Law. KFI Handle here on a uh, Saturday morning. A uh, few calls open, a few lines open, 800-520-1534, 800-520-1KFI. Welcome back to Handle on the Law, marginal legal advice where I tell you, you have absolutely no case. Hi, Jim. Welcome to the show. Yes, Jim. Jim. Okay, yeah, you got the right person. Okay. Um a few months ago, like five, six months ago, I went in to see my doctor. I was having trouble urinating, uh, you know, frequency, not being able to empty, all that. And I asked for a referral to a urologist. I did not get it. Um, last Monday, I was back at the doctor and saw, well, actually a physician's assistant and they checked things again because I was still having trouble, and I asked again to see a urologist and did not get a referral. It ended up Thursday. I went to work, and I literally could not pee. The pain was real bad, and 
Yesterday, I had to go in to see a urologist. They got me in an emergency situation, and I had to go through a uh, a penile procedure, let's say. Like, oh, basically a roto-rooter, right? Uh, yeah. Okay, that's lovely. Those are delightful. Uh, yeah. Okay, so uh, it's all taken care of now? Uh, well, they're not sure. They said if this does not work, they may have to go back in and put a belly cath in and leave me for three months. I still have the catheter in. They're trying to see if this is going to heal up. All right. All right, so um, let me get the, the timeline uh, here. Five, six months ago, you started having problem uh, urinating. Go to your physician. You ask for your urologist. And from the time the you first complained about urination to the time the roto-rooter happened was five or six months, correct? Yeah. Okay, and uh, would they, and you have to ask your urologist, would they have rotorooted you uh, five, six months ago? And you know the answer? Yeah, I don't know. Do you know the answer to that? Yeah, I don't know that answer Okay, yet. that's one thing, because it could be no harm, no foul, uh, that uh, it's uh, there's, uh, there's no permanent damage, uh, and there may be, so it's a little premature. Uh, interesting to use the word premature when dealing with your... Uh, <laughs> yeah, don't. Uh, yeah, don't I know. That. It's an it's a, it's a inadvertent <laughs> choice of words here. And it's... Um, so it's a little early uh, to find out whether uh, it, it seems like malpractice for okay. fail for failure for them to refer to you a urologist. When let me ask you, when they said or they wouldn't refer you, how did you take it? Did they say they can t- take care of it themselves? Well, they said, well, you know, let me check your prostate. Of course, they had to, you know, do that procedure. I know. I have a coupon book for one of those. Uh, oh, I, lovely! Uh, if you buy ten uh, in a coupon book, I get one for free. So. Uh, I, uh, that's, that's always a good deal for me, but yeah. all right. Um, and so what happened? I mean, medically well, they checked that and they found no real problem. Okay. There. So the whole thing is with your urinary tract. Yeah. Okay. It's with, uh, uh, your urethra who, by the way, happens to be one of my absolute favorite singers, urethra Franklin. Ah. Uh, yeah, there's uh there's so many jokes here. I just, uh, can't yeah, stop it. So your question, well, what is your question in the end? Uh, well, I know one, I signed one of those binding arbitrations. Yeah, yeah, you do. That's uh, every doctor in the world hangs you up with a binding arbitration. Every one of them. Do you still think I have any kind of recourse? I don't know. No, but, but you, the worst comes to worst, you go to binding arbitration. Uh, and because uh, that's uh, you're not going to go to court unless you hold the arbitration agreement invalid, which you're not going to be able to do. Yeah. And so, yeah, you end up uh, going to arbitration, which usually the award is far less than it would be in front of a jury because a juror is or a lawyer is going to say to a jury, imagine you can't pee for six. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Six months. Yeah. Imagine the pain. Are you a... What's going to happen with an arbitrator? Yeah, fine, fine. Let's go to the case. Let's go to the facts of the case. So uh, it's – so your question is what? Should you get a lawyer at this point? Um, well, I didn't know if I should maybe find some kind of legal advice. You're getting it right now. Through the binding arbitration? No, that or... one's not going to help you. You're not going to be okay. able to get out of binding arbitration. 
All right, so uh, let me give you a tip. <laughs> oh, God, it doesn't stop, does it? Uh, it's a little, it's, uh, a little bit early. Uh, but yeah, it's worth talking to a medical malpractice attorney, although I don't know where you're going to go with that because uh, there doesn't seem to be enough meat uh, to uh, the case at this point. There's not enough girth, if you know what I mean. Wow. All right, Hector. Hector, you're up. Hey, uh, good morning, Bill. Yes, sir. Uh, that was funny. Uh, uh, I've been divorced and paid child support for over seven years now. My oldest is now 21, which I'm still paying child support for. Why? Um, I know. That's why I said why. Because yeah. she was going to school. I All right. But I so is her. that? But that's, is you paying child support? Is that uh, after 18? Is that pursuant to a court order? For, no. Okay, not. that's voluntary. So okay. 18. Right. So, uh, but we never agreed on it to be voluntary. But she's 21 now. She works full time, so it's time to get her off now. Um, and uh, her mother is saying that I should uh, still pay and stuff like that. Um, I asked her I might get that money back, and she threatened me, saying that I should, I better not ask for money back. Well, you can ask can for I it, but that? you you paid uh, after a court order had uh, your uh, mandatory payment had already expired. Correct. Yes. And just yes. voluntarily paid, paid for it. So years. let me ask you, you, you wrote the check, you paid the money, uh, and you did it voluntarily. Uh, why would she give you back the money? Um, well, I'm just saying, can I ask? Yeah, of course you can ask. Uh, or do you think the judge will... Uh, oh, no, no, you're not going to get... No, no, no. If you're talking about asking a court, oh, the judge yeah. is going to throw you right out. Because I still have two uh, other kids. That I'm still paying for. Right. No, the judge uh, is going to throw you right out. No, 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 no. You're, you don't stand um, a chance because you did it voluntarily. It's uh, there's there's nothing legal about it. It's not coercion. How, how it's not direct. I did it voluntarily uh, because voluntarily. there's no because there's no order. And unless you can right. show that you were under duress, and we go back to that, does she stick a gun to your head and pay? No, uh, you did it voluntarily. You're not getting a dime back. On the okay, other hand, so- it's for your kid. Yeah, I know. That's that's. How I'm, upset that's can you get about that? Now, did she take the money and use it for drugs and breast implants no, no. and crazy stuff? <laughs> no. It's all right no, for no, your no, kids. No. I mean, how pissed off can you get about yeah, that? Yeah. So, uh, you know, congratulations. No money, uh, but you uh, help support your kid. That's t- I, w- I have no problem with. Actually, it'd be the other way around for me. Court order and no money. This is Handle on the Law. KFI Handle here, and uh, good morning on a uh, Saturday right until 11 o'clock, 800-520-1. KFI, 800-520-1534. All right, uh, is that Cara? Hi, Cara. Yes. Yes, ma'am. Hi. Yeah, um, I have a property that I've been renting out for five years, and um, all of a sudden someone found, one of the people living there found out where I lived and knocked on the door and said, hey, there's a bunch of fighting going on and stuff at the property owned. I didn't even know who the lady was. I went over to the house. Turns out that there's six people living there, um, supposed to be three, and all six of them are not on the lease. I have no idea who they are. Um, and now rent, they haven't paid rent. Ah, there you go. Okay, okay, okay. There you go. So what you have is uh, a couple of uh, avenues to go to. I would argue they're just trespassers and have uh, the police call up, uh, call the police and see if they're willing to toss them out. Now, if they argue that they're tenants and have been there for a period of time, 
And the police come back and go, you know what? Never told me. Sneaked into the building. They're not on the lease. The other people have left. If you can get a um, a trespassing charge, they're gone immediately. I mean, they're instantly out of there, and you don't have to do a damn thing. If they're viewed oh. as tenants, then you've got an issue on your hands. Then you have to evict. And it's hard to evict someone whose name is not known. And uh, that one is you get to go to a landlord-tenant attorney because I don't have the foggiest notion how to get rid of They sent t- me a copy of their driver's license because I was pretending like I might put them on the lease, but now they missed rent. Um, but they said they've been there over a year. But I've no, I've, I've, I have no idea who they are. Well, who uh, wrote you the check uh, to pay the rent? It's a gentleman, and he basically said he's been sending me the rent um, through an app on, you know, online that I get the rent. And it's been on time up until now that I found out everyone's not supposed and, to be there now. All okay, the and, is, and is the man who sent you the rent, is he one of the people living there, an original uh, lessee? Who is this guy? He, he, is, he, is, he is on the lease. He's one of the original three, but he's not there. He's vacated the building. They told me he moved up north. If he's paying the rent, it doesn't matter. If the rent is okay. being paid, it doesn't matter. He is on the lease. So you may, if uh, those people have his permission to be there, then it's an eviction. It's an eviction because, uh, well, there's not even any lease anymore uh, if uh, the lease has already expired. Yeah, it's a, it's a little complicated. You need a, uh, you're going to need a landlord-tenant attorney, Kara. Okay. There's no way All around right. this. You can, go, you can go to handleonthelaw.com, and uh, we've got a few there that can help you out on that. They know what they're doing. Okay, thank you. Okay, yeah, that's tough. Evictions are always great, great fun, aren't they? All right, uh, is that Loam? Do I have that right? It's Lauren. Lauren, oh. Oh, yeah, you're right. The uh, R, because my eyesight is going south, the R melted into the N, and uh, there it is. Okay, what can I do for you, Lauren? Forgive you. Um, Okay, so I have a very complex situation. I worked for a very large trucking company, they have 8,000 trucks um, on the road. And so I leased a truck through them um, and became an owner-operator. Uh, I went to, to their trucking school, graduated, got my truck. Then um, two weekends in a row, I got fleeced. Um, and the weekends are my bread and butter. That's where I make a majority how did, of how did you get? How did you get fleeced? They sent me to, to a call. And um, it didn't exist. Um, and I spent my own resources, my own fuel. I'm responsible for everything. Okay. The cost. And they sent me to a place. Uh, one was about 450 miles away from my drop, from my last. All right. How um, much? Did you, how much? It's there, and it's their truck, right? Um, it's my responsibility. Okay. You're, so I, you have to pay wear and tear and all of it and the gas, yes. correct? So yes. how much did it cost yes. you to, uh, just in terms of gas, did it cost you to do these trips? Oh, um, I'm going to guess anywhere from, you know, 200 to $500. No, no, it's not, it doesn't work that way. It's when I say how much did it cost you in gas, uh, I have to get an answer of two, uh, $348.56. You can't say between two and $500 because I think you have a shot at getting your money back. Yeah, I have the receipts. I just all right, good. All right, so you have the receipts. No problem. Yeah. All right, so... Uh, um, and I kept all my receipts. All right, so what's your... What's your and they didn't pay you, right? No, they, they didn't pay me okay. for that. And then, um, so that that forced me two weekends in a row to vi- to leave the company to go search for work because I was too far in the hole. All right, what's your my question? Ki- 
so my question is, I don't know what to do. All right. You first I, of all, you uh, you sue them for the uh, uh, well. You got to give them back the truck. Uh, that's for starters. I did. All yeah. right. So you're not responsible for wear and tear. Your out of pocket damages are the amount of time that you spent, and you have to ascertain that. What's your average uh, pay that you get? over the course of uh, how much would you have gotten for that job? And there's a whole formula you've got to come up with. And as long as it's reasonable, you'll get that money. And uh, then you also get to sue for uh, the uh, gas. I mean, just come up with the money and sue them in small claims court. There it is. Okay. Well, um, it's it's a little bit more complex than that. I mean, it was a total of $7,000 in revenue that I lost. That I have for sure. But Wait a minute. Total of $7,000 revenue for those two trips? For those two trips, yes. One was the total of $5,000. You, I mean, that's the money you would have gotten, correct? Yes. That yes. ain't bad, a $5,000 yes. trip. Mm-hmm. And that's like within seven-day period. Okay, five but grand a week? for my own fuel, yes. Wow, uh-huh. that's a good living. So All I right. Get paid, I get Okay. All right. So what's um, uh, and I said whatever your out of pocket damages are. So where's the complexity here? Well, the complexity is it forced me to leave the company, and I went to school there, and it's an indentured um, employment. So I have to work there a year. No, you, they've so breached. To... They, they've breached. Okay. Your argument is they've breached. There is no contract anymore because they're not okay. acting in good faith, especially if they're not willing to pay and. Uh, and uh, other than they're, they're, that's part of the deal that sometimes uh, we send you places and uh, that's that happens. And it's a question of your agreement with them. I'm sure your agreement with them is pretty lengthy. And sure. you get to read all of the fine print. In the case that a customer isn't there, you suck it up. Uh, if that's what it says, you have no place to go. If it is silent on that, you've got a place to go. Okay. All right. There it okay. is. None of that was very complicated, by the way. None of it. Uh, yeah, I want. I want complicated. Complicated. All right, Chris. Uh, do I have that right? Yes. Okay. Bill. Yes, sir. Uh, there's a girl I know that's been divorced for several years, and she's taken her ex back to court. He's taken her back to court, so on and so forth, uh, over some child support that, that aired. Now it. Uh, he was supposed to pay a certain amount per month, and he was only paying, you know, blank amount every month. And uh, that's all been documented, the amount of money and all of that. And uh, now he's trying to say that, uh, well, he paid some of the house payments back in the 90s, and if that could be taken uh, into consideration for child support. And? Well, that's my question. That's your question? Yes. I, I didn't hear a question in there. Oh, it, it can uh, house payments be uh, no. considered for child support? No. Yeah. Yeah. That's- nice talking to you. Child support is child support, not a house payment. Uh, unless it is, no, child support, child support. Uh, now you can argue that uh, that 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 was part of uh, the child support paying for uh, the house payments, or you can also argue that uh, the uh, mom used that child support money to help pay for the house. But for the most part, that's a no. So there, it's it's uh, there's there's some pe- moving pieces there, and you have to talk to someone who actually knows how to move the pieces. 
This is Handle on the Law. I'd rather do penis jokes, to be honest with you. Uh, those are easy. I know those backwards and forwards. Uh, it's, yeah, that's the tipping point with me. Uh, this is Handle on the Law. I'm a match. She kissing. You know she gonna burn down here on a uh, Saturday right up until 11 o'clock. 800-520-1534. couple lines still open. This is uh, Handle on the Law. Bill Handle here telling you uh, you have absolutely no case with marginal legal advice. Here we go. Mike. Oh, this is a pretty good one. Hello, Mike. Welcome. Mike, you there. Yes, sir. Yeah, so uh, two weeks ago, my aunt is at the gas station uh, fueling up her car. And, of course, her, she I think she was smoking by the gas tanks. But anyhow, her arm caught on fire. <clears throat> so she's waving her arm around, asking for help. She's waving her arm around because it caught on fire. And then a cop pulls up. A cop pulls up and then shoots her. Oh, excellent. We're like, what the hell's going on? Yeah. We're trying to find out from the police department what, why they shot her. And then they told us they shot her because she was waving around a firearm. Okay. Uh, not bad. You know what? That wasn't bad. Usually I don't get pranked like that. I usually don't. But that one wasn't bad. I didn't see that one coming. Okay, that may even be a promo. That was actually kind of funny. Uh, usually I get very upset, but that's a good one. All right, uh, good for you. All right, uh, Douglas. I'm still laughing. Hello, Douglas. Hey. Yes, sir. That's that, that that pretty funny. That was pretty funny, yes. Okay, so long story short is um, my my dad passed a few, a few years ago. Um, he had a property that's uh, in my grandmother's name overseas. And um, I need to uh, transfer. Hello? I'm sorry, we, we lost you. No, I I, uh, I lost you. It is, I need to transfer. What's the rest of it? Okay, so I need to transfer my name onto the property. And where is it, over, um, and where is it overseas? Uh, Grenada. Okay. And... Um, so my friend, he's a retired lawyer. He was telling me I need to get something called letters of administration, but I don't, I don't know what to yeah, do. Yeah, that has do to I do. Uh, you have to follow Grenadian law. Grenadian law, uh, uh-huh. and uh, you, and that's the whole thing. And I probably have to find a lawyer or ask the authorities in Grenada how you do that. Okay. And because so there's no way here, even a lawyer you hire here is going to uh, have to deal with them. And is it, uh, do you need the affidavit? Is there a will? Uh, is it, on, I mean, how do you prove that it's going to, that you are entitled to the property? Uh, okay. it, yeah, it's, it's difficult to, uh, to, to prove all that and you have to do it. Uh, and, yeah. and the way, is there a will by the way? No will, of course not. Okay. Are you the only heir? Uh, this is your uh, dad. Do you have any siblings? Uh, I have one sibling. Well, they, they, no will. Your sibling is entitled to half of it. Okay. Well, he 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 lives with me, so it's not. It's like all right. So we, he we, has we, to we, sign we off, and so there's notarization. Uh, there is uh, they 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's a big deal to uh, have this transferred, and you're not going to be able to do it without a uh, lawyer, that's for sure. And I don't have any Grenadian lawyers on handle on the law, that's for sure. I mean, I don't want to throw a hand grenade on this. <laughs> I'm, uh, You know, I'm pretty stupid today, too. It's, uh, it's, This is going south very, very quickly. So let me tell you uh, about LifeLock. Uh, more shopping online, of course you do that. My wife does that like crazy. You're booking more travel online. We just did that a couple of days ago. Uh, websites to find that perfect gift, some of them sketchy. We've talked about that. And you're doing so much more on your devices, which exposes your personal information, which means if it ends up in the hands of cyber criminals, you're in a world of hurt. So what do you do to protect yourself? Let me tell you what I do. As far as my identity is concerned, LifeLock Identity Theft Protection has been around, well, in my life for about 10 years, and they pulled my chestnuts out of the fire a couple of times. They've just added Norton Security to their service. So now it's not just identity theft protection. Your devices are protected against viruses, malware. You put those two together, and you've got some serious protection. That's LifeLock uh, with Norton. Now, no one can prevent all identity theft or uh, or cybercrime, or monitor every transaction, every business. But LifeLock with Norton, that gives you some peace of mind. Certainly does for me. Go to LifeLock.com, use the promo code HANDLE for an additional 10% off your first year and a $25 Amazon gift card. LifeLock.com, promo code HANDLE. Terms apply. LifeLock.com, promo code HANDLE. This is HANDLE on the Law. Morning, everybody. Handle until 11 o'clock this morning when uh, Leo Laporte comes aboard. And then from 2 to 5, it's the food show, The Fork Reporter with Neil Saavedra. And we do have a couple lines open, always the top of the hour. Best time to call, 800-520-1534. 800-520-1KFI. This is Handle on the Law, marginal legal advice where I tell you, you have absolutely no case. All right, this is a case out of uh, Canada. The Supreme Court of Canada agreed to hear a case. And uh, this one, at first glance, well, at second glance, even third or fourth glance, is kind of unusual for a Supreme Court to hear. So it had to do with this lady, Bella Kosoyan, uh, is in a subway station in Montreal, And uh, a police officer says, you know, you see that sign over there? And it says, hold the handrail. You have to hold the handrail as you're going down the escalator. And she said, I consider that not to be an obligation. I consider that to be a recommendation. And the word also said careful. So she wouldn't hold the handrail. 
And uh, then tensions mount, and then she refuses to identify herself. And at that point, it goes south very quickly. She was taken by force by the officer. Another cop arrived as backup, so she was handcuffed and taken off, taken out there. Uh, Now, uh, she was detained for about 30 minutes, and they let her go with two tickets. One for $100 for disobeying uh, Pictogram, the little sign, and another uh, $320 for obstructing the work of an inspector. Well, she went to municipal court and was acquitted. And then filed a $45,000 lawsuit against uh, the Montreal, the Transit Corporation, and one of the officers, and the city. And the lower court rejected her case. Effectively saying that she was the author of her own misfortune. The Court of Appeals also rejected her case. For some reason, the Supreme Court of Canada has agreed to take up her case. Now, a lot of it has to do, I think, with uh, officers acting in good faith. I mean, I think that's the big picture. Uh, and she is, her argument is that uh, and they're saying an officer acting in good faith. Her lawyer is saying, hey, wait a minute. Even if an officer genuinely believes that he is acting in good faith, this is so. This kind of thing is so stupid. He had no business even thinking that he was acting in good faith. Much like, uh, for example, um, a cop shows up and he arrests someone who is just walking down the street. Oh, false arrest. Well, no, if a cop is told, here's a guy who is burglarizing various uh, houses, this is what he looks like, this is how he's dressed, and you match that description, the cops absolutely have the right to detain you, to arrest you, uh, to determine whether it's you or not. That's acting in good faith. This one, you don't want to hold on to a handrail? I mean, what is a cop going to do? Just say, okay, it's your your funeral. You fall. I'm not even going to call the paramedics. That's what I would do unless there were people in front of her. Little kids, for example, two-year-old kids, you know, three, four feet in front of her where mom's holding their hands. Then the issue becomes this is dangerous and you're putting them at risk. See, it's, it's a little bit complicated. I'd nail her ass personally, but... Uh, that's me. All right. Uh, Eric. Hi, Eric. Welcome to Handle on the Law. Hey, Bill. Yes, sir. Uh, love your show. Thank you. So, uh, I worked, I worked, uh, with a guy. Uh, we started a company and, uh, it's gotten pretty big the last five years. Well, I resigned from the company, uh, as an investor. Um, what do you mean? You resigned from the company as an investor? Well, I invested in the company while I was working there. Yeah, I understand. And, but how do you resign as an investor? Uh, don't you just pull out your money? Well, no, because uh, that, that's not an option with this. Uh, this All right. Character. So you're still an investor. You just don't work there anymore. Exactly. Okay. Um, so this company has, um, well, this guy, because it's, it's one guy, uh, he's got three other companies. When he gets an idea, like when drones came around, he decided to start a drone company. Well, the company's idle. It doesn't do anything. So within the last year, he's gotten into some legal trouble and has uh, swapped all the assets from uh, okay. the you, company that I invested yeah, in. Yeah, you, you, can, you can stop right there. 
okay. that's that's fraud on its face. Yeah. Yeah, you got him for fraud. It's that simple. How much money are we talking about here? You know, around five to six hundred thousand dollars. Oh yeah, time for yeah. It's it's lawyer time. It's business lawyer really? time. I mean, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. At this point, uh, you hang up the phone for me, and you literally just go for it. Monday morning, well, I would I would do it. Okay, so I talked to an attorney about it, and um, he when when we kind of went, uh, you know, when when he wrote it up, it was just for the one said company. Now, does does I'm not really, you know, I don't use attorneys. So uh, I'm not kind of I'm kind of. I understand he wrote it up it. for one uh, company, uh, your company, the one you invested in, correct? Yes, sir. That's all that he's any attorney's going to represent you for. You have no standing for any other company that he screwed over. Even though I was around when when it got started, it doesn't even doesn't nothing. even matter. I mean, uh, he's going to counter sue and say you were part of it, but uh, no, your damages are relative to your investment in that company. The fact that he screwed other companies, uh, that's uh, really not your issue. Uh, okay. They have to deal with it. So uh, you don't deal with lawyers. Uh, I don't know if, if you have one or you can go to handleonthelaw.com. We have tons of business lawyers. And uh, either way, but you're, you're not going to do this one by yourself, especially when you're talking yeah. half a million dollars, especially when you're talking about uh, draining assets of one company to another and the defense. This guy seems like he's pretty slick. And yeah, I'm sure oh yeah. oh I'm yeah. sure he's going to have plenty of lawyers on his side. So you're way, way, way above your head for this one. All right, Steve. Hi, Steve. Welcome to Handle on the Law. Well, it's good to talk to you, Bill. I yes, it is. And one of your previous callers, he needs to grenade the consulate to get an attorney. That's a good idea. The consulate will also give him an attorney in Grenada. That's true. All right, Steve, what can so, I do for you? I uh, went through a divorce had an agreement, got a stipulated judgment that consists of strictly the agreement, okay, not not the 27 pages that her attorneys wanted me to sign. I avoided that. So, anyway, the agreement calls for a quadro, which hasn't been completed. She has a $50,000 retirement account, and it calls for spousal support. And in June, she sent me a note and said, I'm quitting work, and uh, this is after she got married right after the divorce was final, which is fine. I'm happy for her because she's 12 years younger than I, and I have been on Social Security disability, which you know means 100% and permanent. And uh, so my income is limited to my Social Security, and the spouse's support was significant in terms of my cost of living. So by September, not getting the spouse of support, I end up having to give up my residence and I've essentially been homeless. And so I've just been kind of biding my time and I've been putting off completing the quadro because I know that once I do the quadro, she can move her 401k. All right. So, uh, the, so Steve, what's your question? What's your question? So my question is, to what extent will the, does the court or the law allow me to access her quadro for spousal support is the first question. Okay. That one, uh, I probably don't know the answer other than the only thing I can think of the argument is that she was, was married for the purposes of not paying you support, which, of course, you're never going to be able to prove. And the other issue is 
Uh, the divorce document, does it call, does it have anything to do with her remarrying at all? No mention. It's a simple. It's a simple. You get the lamp, I get the couch, and. Wow. Wow. Well, and yeah. All right. Well, five about, pages long. Yeah. Well, uh, the good news is I don't know the answer to that. Uh, that's time to talk to a divorce lawyer about that one. And uh, I, the answer is when someone gets married who receives support, that's an easy one. And that happens all the time. A divorce decrees say you get support until such time as you remarry. Now, the other way, don't know. Don't know. This is Handle on the Law. All right, KFI Handle here. Welcome back to uh, Handle on the Law, marginal legal advice. Uh, hey, Melissa, you're up. What can I do for you? Hi. Yes, ma'am. I have a question around um, criteria for having a viable case against a large medical group. Okay. And and uh, if you have a case, you know, is it even worth your time? You right. All right. So tell me. So tell me what happened. We'll go through that for a minute. Okay. So so six years ago, my father went in for surgery to have some strictures removed. He has um, severe Crohn's disease. And during that, that surgery, the doctors found some cancer in a small bowel. So they did everything they could to uh, remove the cancer, and they're working in real time, and we think they were fantastic. And after that surgery, for about four and a half years, he really flourished. And then he started to feel bad again, so he went back in, and the surgeons, along with the internist and the gastroenterologist, couldn't agree on whether the cancer had come back or not. They needed to go and do another surgery. And if they found it, then remove it or do whatever they could. So he went in for surgery, and during that time, unfortunately, where the mass was, if they cut it out, he would have bled to death, you know, on, on the table. So the, the surgeon stitched him back up and he said, okay, you know, I, I really think you're, you need to go see the other doctor and, and hopefully get some chemotherapy. It's, it's not that big. And what happened is the doctors couldn't agree. There were three teams and they couldn't agree on whether it was cancer or not cancer or what kind. And so for two months, they ran him through a battery of tests. And then they basically said, do nothing, do nothing for three months and come back. So now we're at the five-month point. He comes back, and now they see spots on his lungs. And, again, they said, well, we don't really know if it's cancer or not. We have to get a biopsy. They tried to get a biopsy, but the spots were too small. So we said at this point, you know, we want a referral. We want to go somewhere else. And they said, no, 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 we're going to send you to our best team of doctors in L.A. you got to go to L.A. Okay, fine. We go there. Uh, same thing. They tried to do two biopsies. One of them worked. They got it. They said, okay, it is cancer, but we don't know if it's related or not. We don't know what to do yet. Just hang tight. So they've just done nothing. There's been a lot of inaction, and now he's having headaches to the point where it's just debilitating and he's just in bed. And it got to the point, and we said, well, we need an MRI. We need to figure out what's going on in his head. And we just couldn't get them to give us an MRI or give us a referral. We got so desperate that we actually went to Mexico. And we went to see some doctors there that were doing some um, immunotherapy and stem cell. And we said, well, if anything, like maybe his body can get nourished while we're waiting on the other doctors to figure out what to do. And we told them about the headaches. And within 24 hours, they had um, an MRI. And I was unfortunately the one that got the results that now he has a tumor in his brain. Bring it back over the border, and I walk into the to the medical group, and I physically hand them my paperwork and my work, and saying, "This is metastasized from the small bowel to his lung to his brain. What are you guys going to do now?" 
And so they basically hydrated him because he kept fainting and said, well, we'll maybe set him up for chemo. And there was just a lot of back and forth and we weren't getting anywhere with them. And I finally found a loophole and switched him to another um, doctor's group. And when I got him into the other doctor's group, um, at that point he couldn't urinate anymore and I took him into the emergency room. And within an hour or two of being there, this wonderful group, they're so good, they diagnosed him as having cancer all up and down his spine. Mm. And they thought maybe they could operate. And then they looked at it further and said, you know what, it's inoperable. This is just, okay. it, it's hospice time. You know, we can get... Right. So what happened? Because we have to cut it a little bit short. So he so he, he passed. Okay. He passed in so, May. And you want to know yeah. if there's medical malpractice there? Correct. Like, okay. Is it even worth... Is it... I mean, I want to affect change. I'm not after money. I want to affect change. So I have a two-pronged question. Is there medical malpractice that my family has a case? And if so, does a case like this even affect change in an organization? Okay. Or is it just some money okay. Number one, uh, I don't know. It, uh, it With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The issue is, would he died anyway? And it looks like he would have. Also, it's a question of standard of care. If you have top medical groups all disagreeing, then there becomes a real issue as to the medical care that's provided. Uh, even if a doctor is wrong, but is reaches the level of appropriate medical care that he could have been right, uh, he did. He had the skill level. It just went south. Does, every time something goes south, does not mean it's medical malpractice. Uh, mm-hmm. And we tend to think that if something goes wrong, there's medical malpractice. No, that's not the case. And it sounds sure. like uh, there's enough there in disagreement in top medical groups. I think you're going to have a hard time dealing with it. And in the answer is as far as affecting change, I don't think so. Based on exactly the, I mean, there's going to be, obviously, there's going to be a hearing uh, within the hospital. I mean, they're going to uh, certainly debrief the whole thing. And if you have three different groups saying, we thought this, we thought that, and this other group thought this, it may be so close that the, the hospital are going to say, it may be so close that uh, there's really nothing to change here because it would happen again under the same circumstances and on uh, top of that, uh, the issue is, would he have died anyway? And the argument and your argument for medical malpractice, had they done this, then he wouldn't have died. So my guess is, um, yeah, probably not. But go talk to a malpractice, medical malpractice attorney because dying tend, tends to uh, be a pretty good case. All right. Uh, let's uh, spend a minute talking about LifeLock. Uh, LifeLock has, of course, to do with protecting your identity. And I've been a customer for over 10 years, my entire family, actually. And they pulled my chestnuts out of the fire a few times. So uh, what LifeLock does is make sure your identity is protected. And they've added Norton Security. And what Norton Security does is it protects your devices against cybercrime, viruses, malware. You put those two together, and now you have some serious protection. Now, no one can prevent all identity theft or cybercrime or monitor every ten transaction, every business. But uh, LifeLock with Norton Security, there's peace of mind. 
man, you want to, it's a gift you can give yourself, especially during the holiday season when you're going to be buying like crazy. Go to lifelock.com, use a promo, uh, promo code HANDLE for an additional 10% off your first year plus a $25 Amazon gift card. That's lifelock.com, promo code HANDLE. Terms apply. Lifelock.com, promo code HANDLE. This is Handle on the Law. Saturday morning, right up until 11 o'clock. A couple uh, phone lines open, 800-520-1534. And welcome back to Handle on the Law, Marginal Legal Advice. Uh, John. Hello, John. You're up. Welcome to Handle on the Law. Hey, good morning, Bill. I have a uh, question about uh, uh, tuition reimbursement uh, benefits. Uh, I worked for a company for uh, seven years, uh, and during that time, uh, I took advantage of their tuition reimbursement, went back to school, uh, got a bachelor's degree, uh, specifically in business for that field. Uh, and uh, so roughly about six, seven months after uh, I finished my degree, uh, they did some general layoffs and eliminated my position. Um, it happened, not a big deal, went and found another job pretty quickly, moved on. And then about, uh, oh, about a year almost later, uh, I got a notification of them saying that uh, they were demanding that I pay back the, uh, uh, the tuition that they paid um, based on the fact that they, they said that I had left the company. Uh, so am I liable for nope, that? Or, nope, nope, nope. You didn't breach. Yeah? You didn't do anything wrong. They're the ones that eliminated the position. Uh, that's their issue, unless they had said when they offered the tuition, if you leave the company or if if you leave, if we fire you for cause or you leave the company voluntarily, you owe us the tuition back within the next number of years. But seven years ago, uh, is is that when this happened? Uh, no, I was with the company for seven years. Oh, I see. Uh, All right. A, I don't think they have. Like, I don't think yeah. they have. Any, I don't think they have any place to go. I really don't. Uh, Great. No, I think I think you're fine. Uh, what do, you got? A, what uh, kind of company was it, by the way? Uh, it was uh, an entertainment uh, company in Orange County. So don't want to say the name. But no, no, you don't have to. So uh, what was your job? Like singing and dancing, uh, playing the accordion. What did you do? No, no, no. I was doing. I was on the business side, so I was doing demographics, uh, uh, things like that. Got it. And uh, it's a, it's a, a high demand field, so uh, actually went somewhere else, made a ton more money. Good, but, uh, good for you. I don't think you. Yeah. I don't think you owe the money. I would have felt so much better if you said I juggle, and uh, that's what I do for a living. But it never happens that way. Yeah. Dorothy, uh, hi, Dorothy. Welcome to Handle on the Law. Yes, hi, Bill. Yes. Hi. Did you understand my question? I don't know what your question is. That's why you have to ask me. <laughs> okay. My mother um, had a mobile home here in California. She sold it and moved to New York and bought another one. She's now in long-term care. And the social worker is telling us that they can go back five years of her finances, and they want money. She's been in the um, care for four months now. Okay, so uh, you're talking about the state is paying for her care, correct? Yes. All right. And they're saying they can go back four months? and well, five years. Oh, for five years. And I don't know how they can go back that long. I mean, That's that, what they say. Yeah, and, and she still has assets? Uh, well, a couple of months before she went in, she signed the mobile home over to my sister, um, who is her caretaker. 
So it's in my sister's name. My sister has still been using mom's money to pay the rent, pay off bills, you know, some bills that my mother generated, some that my sister generated. Now they're saying that they want her to pay that money back. Yeah, that makes sense because, uh, first of all, transferring ownership two months before she goes in to a facility that's paid for by the state, that stinks to high heaven. Ah, Oh, that's a transfer to elude responsibility to pay. And the law Ah. pretty well says... You know, before the state starts popping for uh, money, you get to spend your money until you run out of money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, for example, uh, there are plenty of uh, of programs like that. Uh, okay. You know, uh, not Medicare, uh, but uh, Medi-Cal, for example. I think uh, you, if you can't have uh, assets and ask for money okay. from the state. So, uh, okay. yeah, it's legitimate for them to say, hey, and now if you don't have it, you don't have it. Well, my sister's income is only about nine fifty a month. Uh, yeah, she, they're so, going to have a hard time. And your sister, by the way, using to pay her own bills—that uh, yes. is totally illegal. Okay, that's called theft. Oh, all right. Well, she can't take she can't take mom's money without mom's permission. And if she says uh, mom has the permission, well, uh, how old's your mother? Ninety-six. Yeah, I have one of those. And yeah, uh, yeah the difference is mine doesn't have any money. So um, well, she did tell my sister, go ahead, use the money. Yeah, I know, but pay her own bills. See, the state's going to say there's nothing lucid about her. Uh, they can go back. I think your sister's screwed, but the only, the, only, uh, the only problem the state has, she has no money. Yeah. And they can't and throw they- your mother out. So uh, I think in the end you're going to be fine. Her mother, her, your sister makes $950 a month? Yeah, Social Security. That's all she lives on. Well, they can't touch it. So, uh, you, yeah, in the end... Okay. In the end, uh, even though technically, legally, they can go back five years, uh, there's no way they're going to see a dime. Terry. Hi, Terry. You're up. Welcome to Handle on the Law. Hi. Good morning. Yes. Um, I've got, let me put you on iPhone. I've got a question for my mother. Yes. I'll try, I'll try and make it simple. My niece and her boyfriend moved into their house about four years ago, and they were paying rent up until about a year ago. When my sister and her other two kids moved in there, they moved in there to stay a very short time. Meanwhile, it's been about a year. Okay. They pretty much drained my mother's bank account. Lovely. My my mom now has um, electric bills, fifteen hundred a month. She can't pay. Mm. Um, my mom's eighty six, and she gave them a notice about a month ago for all of them to sign, not notarized or anything, saying they would get out by the end of the month. My question is, number one, if they don't get out, my mom wants to change the locks. Can she do nope, that? Nope. Nope. She has to form. Num- Go ahead. Okay. And number two, if they do not get out, would it be best to go through the courts or could I go for elder abuse? Uh, you can do both. Okay. And uh, one has nothing to do with the other. Uh, getting them out is a straight eviction, uh, unlawful detainer. So that part is fairly easy for whatever reason you can come up with. You don't want, well, if you do a three-day uh, pay rent or quit, do they have the money to pay the last three months? They don't pay anything. Okay, well, then you can't do it on they pay. Paid okay, anything. then you can't do it on uh, on a pay rent or quit. You're going to have to do it on another basis. Uh, and you're going to have to talk to a landlord-tenant attorney. Uh, because I know there are some, I just, that none of them come to mind. And as far as the elder okay. abuse is concerned, why are they elder abusing her? Without a verb to elder abuse, what are they? Uh, what are they doing that would be? Well, I would say money-wise. That's not elder abuse. I don't think. 
Okay. Yeah, and if she chooses to spend, and now they're not stealing money, they're not going into her accounts, which even that's not elder abuse. Uh, well, there's still things in her house. It, maybe it's just the stress of it. I mean, she's nah, that's tough. Old. Nah, that's tough. Yeah. Elder okay. abuse is physical, hitting her, uh, not okay. feeding her. Yeah, that doesn't meet uh, the criteria. So uh, okay. there's your answer. Or you're out of luck. Okay. Uh, and she can evict them, but it's going to take a, a lawyer to do that under those circumstances. I don't think you can do it on your own. So you can go to uh, you can go to our website, handleonthelaw.com. Uh, then you can do landlord-tenant. A lot of people don't. Well, that's true. A lot of people don't know where to go to for an attorney, which is why we started HandleOnTheLaw.com. All right. This is Handle on the Law. You watch me bleed until I can't breathe. Shaking, falling onto my knees. And now that I'm without your kisses, I'll be needing stitches. Tripping over myself. KFI Handle here, and uh, a few lines are open, 800-520-1KFI, that's 800-520-1534. Tony! Hey, Tony, you're up. Welcome to Handle on the Law. Hi, I've been in telephone conversations with what I thought was a legitimate reverse mortgage company. Under a little pressure, I did something I've never done before. I gave them my social security number. Now I'm nervous about it. All right. Uh, you, let, let me stop you for a minute. You said, uh, I thought they were a legitimate company. What makes you think they're not? The high pressure, um, the fact that they had to have my Social Security number, the fact that I can't get the manager of the agent to return my call to confirm if a Social Security number was indeed uh, required. Hmm. Okay, yeah, based on uh, what uh, you're saying, yeah, uh, because a social at this point is not required. When the application is made, maybe, and I'm just thinking, uh, is really very little to do with your credit. Uh, it has to do with simply the equity in your home. Yeah, all right, so assuming they're pretty sketchy. Uh, I, I don't think they're sketchy. I just do question the agent. Okay, so uh, you call the company. If it's a legitimate question, and it could be, you're right, it could be just the agent who is just so high pressure that uh, he or she simply wants a commission. You call the company and you say, hey, this is what's going on. Do you really want someone like that representing you uh, because of the uh, really hard-nosed tactics that he's taking? If it's a legitimate company, they'll say, of course not. And I think giving your Social Security number I don't think this is a scam like the Nigerian prince calling you or okay. yeah, I think you're probably okay. Okay, thank you. All right. And uh when uh your identity is stolen, you've been cleaned out, you call me back and I'll tell you exactly what to do. All right, Leonard. Hello, Leonard. Hello, Bill. Yes, sir. Yeah, uh yeah, about uh ten years ago I was laid off by a uh, title insurance company when this recession hit and I was under the pension plan. Uh, and I vaguely remember them saying something that if you work with the company three years, they had the right to take a certain percentage out. And so when I, came, when I got laid off, uh, and, uh, within the three years, I noticed they withdrew about $20,000 out of my pension plan. And I'm thinking, wait a sec, well, they withdrew, they right to- wait a sec, they withdrew $20,000 out of your pension plan? Yeah, because they say I wasn't with the company three years. 
but it wasn't my choice of leaving. Okay, but that's that, that, wait a sec. That's a pension that they put in. You didn't pay for it, correct? I put in, and they match the percentage. Okay, do they give you back what you uh, what you put in? Well, I think they just left what I put in. Okay, then that, and they just took out what they put in. Right. Oh, right, they can do that. Okay. Yeah, because they're if it's a, a three year vesting and you leave before the three years is up, uh, it, pursuant to their rules. I mean, we have much the same at uh, my office where we have a, a, a matching, now we do matching 401ks, so right. that doesn't work. But if we had a pension plan, which no one does anymore, by the way, uh, yeah, there yeah. is a vesting period. So, yeah, I think they can do it. Would that work for a 401k too? Uh, no, 401k, Maybe. well, no, I think 401k is different because the 401k vests immediately. Uh, and uh, it is, if they match the money, they just, that's it. They've given it to you. Okay. So they're two very different animals. See, I don't have to worry about pensions because this company uh, wouldn't have a pension if it uh, – they wouldn't know what a pension was if it hit them in the ass, which unfortunately is most pensions, uh, most companies today. It's uh, – I wonder how many companies still have pensions. They used to be uh, the Fortune 500 companies all had pensions and great pensions, but very, very different. This is Handle on the Law. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Handle on the Law, marginal legal advice, where I tell you you have absolutely no case. Uh, Over the years, I have uh, received, I don't know, hundreds, thousands of phone calls maybe from uh, people in the middle of divorce, and they argue about the dog. And uh, in some cases, that's the most important thing. Uh, More important than child custody, certainly more important than alimony or splitting up assets, uh, splitting up uh, furniture, for example, antique furniture. Nope, it's about the dog and who gets the dog. Well, up to this point, uh, a dog was just property. That's it. And sentimental value didn't mean much. It was a piece of property. And the judge had to look at a dog the same way the judge had to look at a piece of furniture. Which way do you split it? Who gets it under what circumstances? So uh, judges had to get really creative when both sides said they absolutely cannot bear to part with their pet. Well, a new law in California kicked in that was signed by the governor just a, a few days ago that pets will still be considered community property. Okay, that hasn't changed. But the judge who decides the case and can decide who gets to keep the pet will have the discretion of weighing factors like who feeds the animal, 
Who takes the animal, the dog usually, to the vet? Who takes the dog on walks? Who protects the dog? And then I think both sides are going to argue the dog likes me more than uh, the other, uh, than my ex-spouse. But this is the first time that the uh, dog is, is more than just a piece of property. Or it's, it is a piece of property that there are some other aspects of it. Now, there was a movement to declare dogs people. I mean, legally. We're not talking about have a you know court declare a dog a person that can vote, et cetera. But for the purposes of, for example, placing a dog in the home of one or the other ex-spouse, the dog has the ability legally to say, I'm, I am better off with this person than that person on its own merit. Well, uh, that's not going to happen anytime soon. Uh, you know, the PETA people, those animals, they, I mean, they want lobsters uh, to have the rights of people. It's just crazy. So first time, and uh, we'll see. Actually, this makes sense when you think about it, because the judges can now kick in legally, can now put in a lot of other variables, which are very true when it comes to splitting up an animal. It's Now, I remember when I broke up with my girlfriend, Years and years ago, before I got married, we had a dog together, and we were fighting to see who takes the dog. I don't want the dog. You take the dog. No, no, you take the dog. I don't want it. And it turned out that we put it with my parents. Uh, So it all worked out. Let's take some phone calls. Ron, welcome to Handle on the Law. Hi, Ron. Hey, Val. How are you? Yes, sir. Uh, Go right ahead. I didn't say that. Oh, let me ask you my question. First of all, should I file a subpoena? Now I'll tell you what happened. Uh, I got a couple of uh, very uh, uh, scathing emails from an ex, crazy ex-girlfriend of mine. And uh, one accuses me of uh, drugging and raping her, for example. And it came ostensibly from Louis Frey. You know who he is, I suppose, uh, ex-director of the FBI. But it didn't come, of course, from him. It was the anonymous uh, email from, through Gmail. I talked to the FBI. They said, erase it. Eh, and I said, well, I'm going to keep them because uh, of the nature of the contents. Uh, not not cool. Uh, so I've been trying to track the emails down, and uh, they ultimately I have to obtain a subpoena. No, no, against- no. A subpoena, you have to sue from someone for a subpoena. Why don't you just ignore it? Well, I mean, what, literally, if someone is sending you an email from Louis Free, the former – uh, the former director of the FBI, what, you're going to actually track down crazy person who's sending you that stuff? <laughs> just ignore it. Just throw it. Just delete it. It's one button. I, I know it's one button, but the thing is, the, the whole thing pisses me off. All right, great, 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 great. It doesn't matter legally if it pisses you off. So I'll tell you what. Uh, yeah. I know it really aggravates you, so you have to right. find out exactly where this comes from. So first of all, you're going to have to hire uh, an Internet expert and that'll probably be a couple thousand bucks uh, just to track down exactly which IP address it came from. Maybe you can do it cheaper than that. I have no idea. Then you want to hire a lawyer to go in and to file some kind of restraining order against this person, assuming that person has done that. Okay. Then if the person uh, says, I'll do it, and says no, you get to go back into court for a contempt citation to hold that person in contempt. Isn't it easier just to delete it with one button? And just forget about it. Yes. Yeah. Of course, that's the easiest way. It's just the fact is. I understand, but it's so, you know what? So what? She's not publishing out there. She's not telling people you're a rapist. She's not going on blogs. She doesn't do this to your boss. She's not telling your friends that you're a racist, which then becomes a very different issue. 
if okay. she simply does it to you, you see that button where it says delete? Use well, she's your. Tell, she's telling her friends, and her friends are the ones that sent the, the anonymous email. I know who sent it. If it's one person, again, it doesn't matter. And if it's one person that says it's coming from the director, the former director of the FBI, are you really going to follow that up? Well, of course, it didn't come from the former Okay, director. thank you. I'm glad that it, you figured out that it didn't come from the former director of the FBI. Boy, that's brilliant. Hello, Eric. Hello. Yes, sir. Hi, I was calling about a uh, used car my brother bought from a used car lot. That's a, you and, know what uh, you know, Eric. As soon as you start saying, uh, "I have a used brother who bought a used car from a used car lot," you know, you've got a problem on your hands. You know that, don't you, Eric? <laughs> I do. I do. My brother is a bit of a problem. <laughs> but uh, what I'm calling about is this car that he got. Um, He's having some issues with it. Uh, he got it several months ago, and it hasn't been right since. He's only had the car in his actual position for about two weeks. Um, they've had the car the rest of the time trying to diagnose, trying to fix the problem. They gave it back to him once. Still not working. Um, the car can't even be smogged. All right, what does the bill of sale? It. Eric, what does the bill of sale says? Does it say as is? Does it make or is, uh, is it silent as to the condition of the car? It does, uh, from what I understand, it say as is. That's, see, um, there's a problem, Eric. There's a problem because you, he has accepted the car under any condition, and I'll bet you what he didn't do is take it to a mechanic and say, you go through this thing with a fine-tooth comb. That he did not. Yeah, well, then your used brother is an idiot. <laughs> how much money did he? How much money did he spend on this? Thirteen grand for a car that doesn't work. Now, even though it says as is, I would still go after the dealership for uh, a breach of implied warranty. Uh, it's not; okay. it's all over. I mean, I'm just saying he is stupid, but uh, the law may be able to bail him out to some extent. And that is, uh-huh. you're going to argue the dealer sold a car as is, but knew he could never work. And that's a misrepresentation sure. because uh, he didn't sell you a paperweight. That's not what I spent $13,000 for. And effectively, that's what I got. And what you did is sell me a car and a car is supposed to function. And you didn't sell me one of those. So there may be an implied breach. And uh, the good news here is that uh, I know maybe out $30,000, but... Uh, it, he could go for ten grand in small claims court and see if that works. Because if you're getting a lawyer, there's all kinds of problems on this one. So the cause of action is breach of an implied uh, breach of the implied contract. You've got to look all that up. Implied contract, yada yada yada, all of that. All right, try that out. Idiot brothers, don't you love them? As is. Whenever you buy anything that says as is. Right there, the responsibility is to go through it like crazy. Thirteen grand, literally. You got a paperweight for thirteen thousand dollars. This is handle on the law. Stimulating talk 
Bill Handel here. This is Handel on the Law, Marginal Legal Advice. Hi, Sandy. You're up. Welcome to Handle on the Law. Yes, ma'am. Hi, this is Sandy. Yes, it is. Um, my, my question is, I was in an accident. I was hit by an automobile down in Mexico when I was walking, and I was told by the police down there that I cannot sue this person because it happened in Mexico. Well, no, you can sue. It just becomes almost impossible. I mean, legally, of course you can sue. Uh, what, is, what is there a law that says nobody can sue if you're uh, out of the country, if you're not a citizen of Mexico? That doesn't make any sense. The problem is uh, getting a lawyer and actually filing the lawsuit, which they make it almost impossible. Were you ba- were you banged up pretty good, Sandy? Were you injured? Uh, a few broken bones. Well, and, okay. And, uh, then it's time to contact a lawyer in Mexico. Do do some research. Yeah, you need you'll need you'll need a me- a lawyer in Mexico. What part of Mexico did this happen? Uh, between Rosarito and Ensenada. I would contact a lawyer in Baja, uh, yeah, almost any okay. place, uh, and and see what that lawyer can do. There's a lawsuit there. Uh, the the cop that said you can't n- sue in Mexico. That's simply not true. You can. It's just that it's not easy. That's all. It's uh, it is a mess. Hello, Raul. Welcome to Handle on the Law. Yes, Bill. Yes. Three weeks ago, I went to a, uh, a civil uh, uh, court, and the judge uh, granted us uh, the fees, uh, the other party to pay uh, lower fees. And then when we got our paperwork, it didn't have it on there. He said, deny. Can he do that? Well, yes. Uh, so he reconsidered it. I'd go back into, I'd go back into court because he may have just forgotten what he said. I mean, these judges are holding on to a whole lot of information, and they have many cases. I would go in and uh, make a motion and effectively say, Your Honor, you granted attorney's fees in wow. court. He's th- he said that in court, right, Raul, that he's granting attorney's yeah, fees? We didn't, uh, we didn't have no court reporter. Well, how much attorney's fees did he grant you? 30000 How much? Thirty. Seventy thousand. 30, 30, and there was no court reporter on a granting of $30,000 in attorney's fees? No, because he goes, who wants to pay for Who wants to pay for attorney fees? So now when I ask, goes, how right. much is it? Yeah. And he didn't, he didn't say anything. Raul, something is really weird here. Uh, none of this makes yep. any sense at all. And uh, I, I don't get it uh, because uh, that just doesn't happen in real life. And if it did happen in real life, I would contact the attorney uh, that was representing you. It just, uh, especially if you were granted attorney's fees, that means you had to spend money on an attorney. If you don't spend money for an attorney, you're not going to get attorney's fees. Hello, Joe. You're up. Welcome to Handle on the Law. I just moved into a house, and um, I'm part of an association, and part of my uh, CCNR state that I have view protection. Uh, my neighbor below just planted a lot of trees right below, right at the foot of my fence, so in about maybe 10, 15 years, I'm not going to have any view. I checked with my association, and they manage it, but he's part of a different association. So I don't know if I'm stuck or not. With uh, that you or may be. You may be, uh, because it may be that the protection only has to do with members that are part of that association. And uh, someone, when you bought the house or you bought the property, didn't tell you about that or didn't know but should have known. 
So, so what CCNRs are unenforceable then? No, CCNRs are as to people who live in the homeowners association. Okay. They're not. They don't. You know, what? They don't have anything to do with people that are outside the association. Exactly. All right. So. You, you, all right. So a couple of things uh, that I would do is see if there's any statutory provision out there that protects views. And quite often okay. there are city laws that do exactly that. Also, I would find out just the cleanest way of poisoning the trees. Yes. Uh, Joe, but you can't get caught. Right. You've got to really do a job. So it's, uh, you know, it doesn't look like you that have poisoned the trees. And if they die, they exactly. die kind of thing. All right. So try that one out. Uh, incidentally, before anybody calls the state bar on that one, I was not serious about poisoning the tree. Now, I would have done it, but I can't tell you to do it. Hypothetically, you can poison the trees, but that's very hypothetical. Right. Right. Oh, my fault. Hello, Peter. Yes, sir. Peter, are you there? Hello? Yes, sir. Go ahead, Peter. Yeah? Hello? Yes, Peter, welcome to Handle on the Law. Yes. Okay. I bought a car from a friend of mine, a family friend of mine. And uh, for whatever reason, I seem not to be able to get the paint slip. I got a... Um, I got the, the registration and claim that they lost the title and um, they put in for duplicate pin. All right, so you don't. If you, people, I'm sorry, so you can't get a pink slip. No, I can't get a pink slip. How much no, did you? Yeah, Peter, how much did you pay for the car? How much did you pay? A thousand dollars. I gave him eight hundred and told him when All I right. get the pink slip, I'll give him the other two. God, I love that accent, uh, Peter. You can sue for your eight hundred dollars back. I beg your pardon? You can sue him for the $800 back. Yeah, okay. I, you know, I really don't want it to go that way. Would you recommend that I write him a letter? Sure. Yeah, of course. Of course. Where are you from, by the way? Peter, where are you from? Bill, you're smart, man. Come on. You know your history. Jamaica. Are you from Are you from Jamaica? You're getting close. You know, you know the history. Come on down. All right. So somewhere in Africa. No, oh, come on. Okay, no, somewhere in somewhere in South Dakota. <laughs> That's real smart. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay. Somewhere um, in Asia. The Virgin Islands, man. The Virgin Islands. The Virgin, Virgin Islands. Okay. That's exactly. close enough. All right. Virgin Islands. That's the Caribbean. Uh, the first thing I would do, yes, write him a letter. Offer to share a joint with him because that's. It's not worth, it's not worth for, uh, to get a lawyer to No, no. Not for a thousand dollar car. No, write no. Him write him a letter. All right. We're done. This is Handle on the Law. This is KFI AM 640. We're stimulating talk. Bill Handle, Saturday morning. And welcome back to Handle on the Law. 
Oh, Jill. Hi, Jill. Welcome to Handle on the Law. Hello? Yes, ma'am. Hello? Yes. Oh, hi, Bill. Um, our car is just in my husband's name. He bought it before we were married. It's 18 years old. I never put my name on the car. He has died. Will I be able to put the car yeah, in my sure. name without sure. a problem? Yeah, I think you just take the death certificate, go to the Department of Motor Vehicles, ask for a change uh, of title. Uh, if you have to do any other, if you have to do anything else, uh, they uh, will tell you what to do. But in the end, Jill, it's 18 years old. What are you going to do with the car? You're not going to sell it. No, I love it. So what So what does it matter? Oh, you mean leave it, just leave it? Yeah, out? what does it matter? No one's going to try to grab it from you. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, that's what I would do. But if you want it in your name, just uh, walk into a Department of Motor Vehicles office and uh, say... Here it is. Hello, Dawn. Yeah. Yes, I go ahead. Matured, and I called the bank, told them to send me a check, and they said it'd be here in three to five days, gave me a confirmation number, it didn't come. I called the bank, and they said, I, since it was a trust, I had to go to the bank, but the manager could waive it. So I called the bank, and the manager said to research it, and didn't call back, so I called again. She didn't call back, so I guess that means a no. So what do I do from here? Well, how long has it been? Uh, what's what's the period of time from when you should have gotten it? Let's say three to five days. From five days. Should have got it in ten days. From okay. How long? How long has it been since? Now it's been a month. It's been a month. All right. Uh, you know what? I think you have to contact the bank and say it's been a month. And uh, and the bank is the trustee, correct? It's the trust, and I'm the trustee. You're the trustee, and the bank. Wait a second, I'm confused. You are the trustee. You have a check right. Uh, you you write the checks, right, Don? I, I, re- I guess the bank is the trustee in that. Case. All right, so you're not the trustee. The bank writes the trust writes the checks. It's 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 my trust though, and I I bought, I bought the CD in the trust. And you put the bank as the trustee? No. I'm the trustee. And that means you write the checks? I wrote the check to them when I bought the CD. All right. You know what? Uh, we're going nowhere fast. And if anybody understood that, you are a much, much better man than I or woman. That's that's first and foremost. All right. Let me look at this. Um, sure. Hello, Ryan. Ryan, you're up. Welcome to Handle on the Law. So, medical insurance question. Yes. I was out with some buddies um, at a bar. I went outside, apparently, and fell, hit my head, and they called the ambulance because I was passed out. So, I took an ambulance to the hospital. They treated me for head trauma, whatever. Six months has gone by since this happened, and I never received a bill from yeah. the hospital or the ambulance company. All right, do you have a med- do you have medical insurance? Yes, uh, I they would. They my insurance. They I did bill your insurance benefits. Okay, so they billed well, your yeah. insurance, and your insurance paid. Yes. Okay. Not in full. No, they never do because you have a deduct- you have a deductible. Uh, right. And you is haven't gotten a, a bill. Here's the problem: you're. Fixed? 
here's the problem you're going to have, uh, Ryan, and that is uh, they may take a year to generate the bill. And then you're going to submit it to the insurance company, and the insurance company's going to oh, say, oh, it took too long. You've got to call them up and say, I need a bill. Right now? Yeah. Because so what if they never send it to me? Then I'm going to have to pay it. Yes. That's why you want it now that you can turn over to your insurance company. But it's already been turned over to my insurance company. And they paid it. My insurance company already paid. Yeah, I have an explanation of benefits saying it on this date. That's effectively a but, but Ryan, that's effectively a bill. Does it show how much you owe? It says this may be your member responsibility. It's time to call them and up. In the past, it's, it's been less. It's time to call them up. I would call them because uh, the I wouldn't wait for, gee, you'll get a bill next month, next year, because you'll be responsible for it. Uh, call right, them and, yeah, if, call, mind, yeah, call them up. Yeah, call them up, Ryan. That's not one of the things you need uh, at, uh, at the back of your mind. Rita. Hello, Rita. Welcome to Handle on the Law. Hi. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yes. yes. I wanted to know if uh, if you owe an old bill, say, for eight years ago, and uh, uh, it's been sold to several different uh, collection agencies, can you either – you have to make sure that before you uh, decide and pay on a settlement amount uh, that you get a letter from them Rita, Rita, you don't have to pay at all because you're past the statute of limitations. Right, but doesn't that go against your credit? Yeah, theoretically it does, but you can dispute that because it's that old. Oh. It is that old, and if they nail your credit, you contact the credit reporting agency and said, this bill is eight years old. All of a sudden, now they're destroying my credit? No, no. Uh, And you have a right to dispute it. So, And that's what happens all the time. These collectors just keep on, keep on putting negative notations, uh, dinging your credit time and time again. And say, you got to pay, otherwise you're going to ruin your credit. I mean, that's 15 years. They'll do it. I mean, it is crazy. All right. Nathan, welcome to Handle on the Law. You're up. Hi, Bill. My son is five years old, and he's uh, attending a kindergarten at a uh, public charter school in Riverside County. Every, well, there's one Wednesday a month where the school opens up the lunchtime period and allows family members to come in and have lunch with the kids. My wife attempted to do this recently, and she is a former employee of the school. Uh, When she attempted to do so, she was physically blocked by the principal's husband and a security guard at the school. I'm curious if this is assault and unlawful detainment. Well, no, it's not. not Wait a second. It's not unlawful detainment. They blocked her from going in, correct? They wouldn't let her go to him either. Okay, but that's not unlawful detainment. They haven't detained her at all. She was free to walk anywhere she wanted except inside the school. Oh, no, I'm not asking about her unlawful detainment. I'm asking about our son. Well, uh, she tried to pull out the son, and they said no? Yes. Well, uh, yeah, you can argue unlawful detainment, but Nathan, what are you going to do? Got to go to court, court for this? If there's an assault case for her, it's not assault. It's not. Him? It's not assault. Her being blocked. What? It's. It's. Believe me. It's not assault. Did they attack her? Did they go after her? They did not physically touch her. No. All right. Well, did they attempt to touch her? Did they make the motions as if they were going to hit her? Mm, that I don't know. All right. I well, pro- I'm guessing probably not. not. That's not That's assault. Far, I know. And as far as unlawful detainment, you know what? I don't know. Uh, 
she is the mother of the child, right? She is on the uh, she's on the documentation in the school, correct? Correct. All right. Well, uh, they shouldn't have done that. Now I don't know what the remedy is uh, because it's uh, okay. Let's say it's illegal. Now what? You just make sure it doesn't happen again, and you contact the school board and say this is what happened, and it was. The wife of the principal and the wife is not involved in the school at all? Uh, Role reversal. It's the husband of the principal and he's not. So it was just a an individual who has no connection to the school would not let your wife in? Other than being her husband, no. Wow. All right. It's time for a school board meeting for sure. You bring That's it to – Yeah, you absolutely bring it to uh, the school board because – uh, that is a huge no-no. Yeah, that's yeah, what they, we thought. Yeah, they, right, they, yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's no lawsuit there, but that is a huge, huge no-no. This is Handle on the Law. Welcome back to uh, KFI AM 640. More stimulating talk. Bill Handle here. This is Handle on the Law. Marginal legal advice. Hello, Kim. You're up. Welcome. Hi, Bill. Yes. Yes. Uh, My friend's brother had tried to commit suicide twice, was in a treatment facility where they assured the family that he was safe. Um, One night he calls his mother and says, you know, he's desperate. Um, Family calls the woman that runs the facility, and she just, you know, blows off. Oh, you know, he seems fine to me. Doesn't call in any of her staff, no one to evaluate him. Um, the next day, she says, oh, he seemed fine, um, and he's, he'd been in this facility for two weeks. Um, they take him in a van to go to art class with the other patients. Uh, they get in traffic on the freeway. He runs across to the tra- – he jumps out because he could. The van wasn't locked. Uh, runs across, jumps off the bridge, kills himself. Hmm. Is that wrongful death? Maybe. Negligence? Maybe. Certainly negligence. Not wrong. I don't think it's wrongful death. Because it's not something they did. It's something they didn't do. Uh, so by omission, you can argue uh, negligence. But wrongful death can also be uh, based on negligence. Uh, the trick here is going to prove that it was as a result of their negligence that he did that. And uh, that uh, she walks in and says, it appeared to me that he was not a risk. And does she have a duty then to call a psychiatrist in uh, is she a mental health expert? Is she simply the nurse there? Because if it's a mental health expert who makes that determination and is just wrong, it doesn't mean that's negligence. It, do, it doesn't necessarily mean, because therefore, every time someone who killed himself, uh, the the mental health practitioner would be liable. Every time. Uh-huh. And so, I mean, it's certainly worth talking to a medical malpractice attorney, probably, or a personal injury attorney. I mean, when you're talking about these kinds of damages, and I'm putting that in quote, someone dying, I mean, that's pretty big damage. How uh, how old was he, Leanne? 55. Yeah, and that's young enough uh, to, uh, you know, when they're 90 years old and they jump off bridges, uh, you know, how much can you get? But 55, yeah. So it's, uh, I, w- I would certainly contact a uh both a medical malpractice attorney and maybe a personal injury attorney see where you go on that. So go to the okay. website and see if there's anything there. Go to handleonthelaw.com. All right. Hello, Tony. It's your turn. Welcome to Handle on the Law. 
Yes, hello. Um, I was uh, got a red light ticket, the camera ticket. <clears throat> oh, I think I dropped him. That was my fault. Sorry. When he calls back, uh, I was coughing and I didn't press the. Oh, never mind. It was a mess. Uh, he'll call back because actually it's a pretty good call. Sorry about that. All right, Jay. That was hilarious. Hello, Jay. Welcome to Handle on the Law. Go ahead. Hi. Yes. Thank you, Bill. I have an issue regarding a home that I purchased from a uh, city development agency. Okay. But, and then I purchased it about three years ago. And uh took three years just as much to get into the home. And uh, recently, uh, it's almost the four-year period where somebody responsible for the repairs is almost out. And I had to do the repairs. It's they're telling me that we're going 50-50 with the, with the state, and the contract is a mess, and I really need help with it. All right. Well, uh, let me ask you. Uh, first of all, uh, when you talk about uh, you bought something from a, a development uh, agency, correct? And did they yes. – what, what kind of a deed – what kind of a guarantee did they give you when you bought it? Well, no guarantees, you know. And, really. did, you in, and you, did you inspect the property? They yes, I did a, a yes, I did an inspection on it. All right, you hired you hired an inspector who came in and gave you a full report. No, no, I this is just a visual inspection. That is, and, and you know what you're doing in terms of inspecting a house. You know HVAC. You know electrical. Well, what? Let's talk no, about this. No. What is wrong with it that has to be repaired? Well, uh, a lot of things. There's a there's a holes on the floor. All right. And you, uh, the plumbing is screwed up. Okay. And did you up. not see poles on the floor uh, that are uh, that you can see? The, no, because they put the carpet over it when we did the inspection. Ah, okay. So the city put the carpet over the holes. Well, it's not the city because there was a contractor involved from from a city property that a contractor came, a developer that was developing a hotel in the area. So they gave he had to develop these homes. He used up material from the uh, hotels to build these homes and they were very, very shoddy craftsmanship. All right. And I, again, yeah. I want to go back to the, the guarantee because if they sold it effectively as is, they gave you a quick claim deed. Let's look at the guarantees they gave you. Now, yeah. if you go beyond yeah. that and you're going to argue outright fraud, uh, then that goes beyond uh, simply a quick claim deed. So you have to look at whatever guarantee they gave you. Well, that's the whole point because they rest of the contract for three years, they changed the contract on me and my wife, and at the very end when we needed to sign the contract, they took my wife off the deed, which it was very upsetting to her because initially when it, they, the homes were supposed to be raffled, and it became Okay, I'm, I'm totally uh, – Jay, uh, it, it's too complicated for me because now it was supposed to be raffled, and you bought the home from the city, and uh, so and, and a raffle is a win. It's not a purchase. and So anyway, uh, <clears throat> okay. I don't know where to go on this. Handle here. This is Handle on the Law. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. 
Chumba. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.